When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Batman in Review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing and recapping every single theatrically released Batman movie. That means that this is the 13th movie we are reviewing in the Batman franchise. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Great afternoon, gamers. The Big Daddy, Greg Miller. I'm Batman! The producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. I mean, I wanted to say I'm vengeance, but Greg stole it with his Watto Batman, so I'll just say hello. <laughs> oh, I'm so and... sorry, Nick. I'm so sorry that we have to bring our fights to the stage here, you and me. <laughs> God forbid we check it at the door once in a while. And the uh, big dog, Kevin Coelho. What's up, dudes? <laughs> <laughs> I just you guys are such idiots. I hate you all. <laughs> Kevin, hey, when I, was, I almost wore that shirt today. Almost did, but then the Raw's War one got pulled, but I appreciate you wearing that's it. Good one. That's a good us. one, Andy. You did good with this one. It was mostly Chris, Chris Anka. Anka. Yeah, that's why okay, it's a good Chris one. Chris Anka, you did good. Andy, you sucked with this one. I did all the colors, and I did all the shading. No, nah, that's the least. Wow, the blue and least pink on yeah. black. You know what I mean? You didn't even <laughs> color this gun. You're a tracer. <laughs> he turned it. He, he gave me a line drawing, and I gave it life. You fucking trace. Admit it. <laughs> you <laughs> fucking trace, Andy. It's times like this that I go. in review. What's up, Nick? It's not like this that I go, what if this was the first one that someone listened to in the whole series? You know what I mean? That's on them. That's on them. What are they thinking? What are they thinking? They tuned in. It only gets better than this. I definitely think that this is going to be one of the episodes that gets more views than normal because we are reviewing the Batman for this show. Kind of funny in review where each and every week we get together to rank, review, and recap different movie franchises. If there is a franchise you love out there, chances are we, this group of fucking idiots, has probably <laughs> ranked, reviewed, and recapped them. So you can go check that out, whether it's Fast and Furious, Star Wars, Mission Impossible, John Wick, Pixar, all of that stuff. We do it right here on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Greg Miller, how you doing? I'm great. I think it'd be worth pointing out then, since I didn't realize we were trying to do this as an entry point. People might say, hey, wait, why aren't any of the DCEU films on this Batman list, Tim? That's an excellent call because we did a DCEU in review. So you can watch that as well. That has all of the movies in that universe. Um, And we will be returning to that universe pretty soon with our Peacemaker in review that's coming in two weeks that we're going to do to rank that against all of the movies we've had so far since it is in that universe but next week we're coming back with pixar in review for turning red really exciting the new movie coming to disney plus next week uh but today we're talking about the batman again you can get this on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com you can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review and we'll be right there for you if you wanted to get the show ad free if you wanted to watch it live as it's recorded you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers molecule gordon mcguire 
Fargo Brady and Pranksy have done. We appreciate you all so very much. Today we're brought to you by Guild Wars 2, but I will tell you all about that later. Let's get right into it. The Batman. The movie's working title was Vengeance, and that's cool as fuck. Uh, it had a runtime so of rad. two hours and 56 minutes, which makes it the longest Batman movie to date and the second longest theatrically released comic book movie of all time, only behind Avengers Endgame, which was eight minutes longer. Uh, it was released on March 4th, 2022, and will be released on HBO Max in 45 days. Uh, the first live-action Batman film to not feature any scenes shot with IMAX cameras since Batman Begins in 2005. Uh, so while this movie is being heavily promoted uh, with IMAX and stuff, you do not get the extra screen real estate watching it that way. So that's an interesting thing to keep in mind. I would recommend people watch this movie in Dolby Vision if they have the option, because I was pretty let down with how gray a lot of the blacks were in the the screening that we went to and it was pretty distracting to me but i know i care about that stuff more than most Honestly, uh, dude, movie- how much is dolby paying you not oh, enough yeah. and how do we get uh, in uh, that i was gonna say honestly tim i was uh i was pleasantly surprised by that screening because i was immediately when they said go to number 15 i was like oh, oh no. so this is gonna, was hoping this is gonna suck but i thought like I don't know. I, I know that Kids they recently there. upgraded those seats. It felt like it felt like a room that was meant for screening because I had never been in a non Dolby one in a while. Uh, probably since our Shang Chi sort of when we rented out that theater for just the kind of funny employees. But I was pleasantly surprised by the visuals and the vibe of the room because I was expecting like bubble gum on the floor, <laughs> couple making out in the back. You know what I mean? I just I wasn't mm. expecting a good time. Yeah, I'm specifically talking about the Dolby Vision tech, which is the stuff that we all joke about. We see the intro where it's like, you thought this was black? Yeah. This is black. Yeah. Is the projector still on? And I feel like for a movie like this, that, that there's there's so much love and care. I mean, uh, uh, our boy Rudy uh, hit me up with a, a text yesterday showing me that Matt Reeves personally wrote a letter to theaters with like the exact color temperature and the exact like uh, awesome. luminance that he wants projectors to be playing the movie. So it's like... They give a fuck about that stuff. So I just I, next time I see this movie, I'm going to make sure that it's a Dolby Vision theater. Yeah, Matt but, Reeves puts the trailers on Vimeo. Like that's how much the dude cares. He's like, yeah. yo, YouTube's 1080p shitty compression. Here's the Vimeo that. 4K native link. It's so awesome. Uh, this was directed by Matt Reeves, the same dude that directed Cloverfield, Dawn, and War of the Planet of the Apes, which are incredible movies. And if you're new to this, we just did a Planet of the Apes in review, so you can check that out. Uh, and then now here he is directing the Batman. Music was done by who, Nick? Michael Giacchino. Yeah, dude. He fucking he did, And he did a great job with it. Although at some point I started humming the main theme and then I started humming the, the Empire, the, like the Empire's theme from Star Wars. And I was like, ah, they're oddly similar. But you know what? They're both great. So who cares? That's kind of cool. That's kind of dark. <laughs> I like that a lot. We're, I'm sure we're going to talk more about the score later. Uh, a budget of $200 million. And in terms of the box office, obviously, it's a movie that is it's not even smash. out yet in, in most places. But it is on track for $125 million opening weekend, uh, which is really impressive. And honestly, I think it's going to even crush that. I think it's going to be a lot higher than that when all is said and done. Um, so without further ado, I want everyone to understand this is full spoilers from this moment on. There will be no spoiler-free thing. If you want a spoiler-free review, check out the kind of funny screencast review of the Batman we posted a couple days ago. So full spoilers. Greg Miller. Hi. What did you think of the Batman? Um, I liked it. I enjoyed myself. 
I've, you know, I knew this moment was coming where you'd ask me this question and I've wrestled with it, Tim. I've gone back and forth around and around with it. And what I find interesting about the Batman is two things. Of course, we have the kind of funny review scale here. Uh, I think the official kind of funny review on this one is four out of five, right? So it's great. I sit there and I feel like it's a head versus heart uh, argument for me where in my head, I say, this movie is visually stunning. It's great. The performances and the the character uh, deliveries here are great. I mean, for Catwoman, for for Batman, for Gordon, I love all of that. Um, I love how they change. Like, it, it, they play with uh, what we expect Batman to be. I think in a lot of different ways of like him showing up at the Iceberg Lounge and knocking on the door. Him working literally shoulder to shoulder with the GCPD. Uh, you know, some day, daylight stuff with him and Catwoman on the, the rooftops or whatever. And let alone the ending, right, where he decides, like, well, no, it can't be vengeance. It's got to be hope, which I think is a very interesting take. And I'm interested to see where that goes. I say all that stuff. All that stuff's great. I think it's all great. But when people have asked me since then, what did I think of this film? All I can muster is, it's good. It's It's been good. Yeah which I think it makes it a three out of th five for me and okay on the kind of funny scale. Cause of course the okay can be, it's okay. It's, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. Or it can be, it's good. It's okay. You know what I mean? And I feel that's where I am at with my heart where I just can't, I am not thinking about this movie nonstop and I can't really put my finger on why, like since I saw it, I haven't like been, Oh my God. And this and that and blah, blah. I saw it. I enjoyed it. What I keep coming back to is, you know, there, I'm a comic book fan, as everybody knows, and I feel like there are so many amazing Batman stories, whether we're talking about Long Halloween or Hush or you know, the list goes on, right? You want to put it out there. But then, of course, there are monthly and weekly Batman books that tell you a Batman story that you enjoy and you put down and you never reference again or don't think about the same way you think about something mm -hmm. that you would put on a pedestal. And I feel like that might be what this is to me. This is a Batman movie. I love Batman. I love seeing Batman do stuff. I enjoyed this movie and I left this movie and I'm not forever changed by it. And perhaps that's, you know, um, an unfair thing to put on it. But I think, of course, coming off the Nolan movies, like what it felt like to leave Batman Begins, what it felt like to leave The Dark Knight, uh, to go back to Burton movies and like what it was like to see that happen. I'm just in an interesting spot with this where this was a good Batman movie. I enjoyed myself and, you know. Today, uh, we originally had booked off this afternoon to go see it as a company, so we'd be able to review it tomorrow, but we were able to get into a screening. Uh, we had booked a babysitter so Jen could actually go to a movie theater with me again and actually see a movie. And it's one of those where I'm like, okay, not super stoked for another three hours, but I'm I'm excited enough to, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the experience of going to the movies, but I'm not like, I can't wait to see this movie again. Before moving on to someone else, do you think that watching it again might change your opinion or you kind of go in where like, you're feeling kind of locked on it? I, I, I think it could like, again, like it's a weird thing. Cause I'm not, I know this sounds negative. I'm not negative. I enjoyed it. I, you should go see this movie. It's just that I feel like the trailers gave too much away and granted part of our job is going through the trailers frame by frame. Uh, and then the other thing I think the movie struggles with is that it's what I, the, this is the 13th Batman film we're talking about right yeah. now in this, let alone other Batman stuff has come before. So like, I feel like there's a lot of things they do in this movie that I've seen other people do. And while this might look the most, uh, the, it might look better. It might be better because it's more recent or something. The emotional impact isn't there. And I think they, they toe a line in a very interesting way with this one, you know, and even when we're leading up to it, where it was the whole thing of like, man, maybe this is going to be like the telltale games where the Waynes aren't good people. Right. We get here and it's like, 
No, they still are. They did the they did this one thing, and it was a bad decision. And that's really one thing. Oh man, they fucking killed Alfred. No, he's still alive. He's over there. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I feel like there's a we could have made some changes here. But again, that's me projecting on what not what actually is on the silver screen. It's what me say, saying what I'd like to see it a bit more. So yeah, I I think coming in with lowered expectations and not being like, oh, I remember this part. Oh, I remember this part. Oh, here's where he's gonna say, I got you. I got you. We'll see. <laughs> Andy Cortez. Um, I love this movie. I I think that this movie kind of c- cements Matt Reeves as a director that I will go see whatever that dude's working on. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think of the other big directors that I really enjoy, and I don't think I really realize this until rewatching War and Dawn of the Planet, or War Four and Dawn Ra- of Dawn oh, of wait. Yeah, no, Dawn. Yeah, Dawn. Yeah, the two apes movies he made Uh, i don't think i really necessarily realized that until watching those two films and i think this movie kind of uh, puts him in that upper echelon of directors for me where it doesn't really matter to me now what the ip is i'm gonna want to watch it because i think he's that damn good i think he's that damn talented um i love the cast i enjoyed everybody's performances in this save for a couple of few questionable lines of written dialogue that kind of i don't really know about that one why um Surprised that one made the final cut sort of things. Um, but I think the this is not a Batman movie I've ever seen before. I've never seen the detective angle. I'm not familiar with comics. I know that he's always been called the world's greatest detective. I've never seen that uh, necessarily. And I think this movie does a great job of it. This is essentially, um, this is damn close to like a rated R movie. Like this felt like a rated R movie without it necessarily being one and maybe because they dropped the f word in the beginning i'm like oh there's rated r but it's not it's not everybody um this felt like watching seven and batman combined um i enjoyed the mystery behind it um nothing gets me quicker than a villain who's kind of always ahead a couple steps ahead um i enjoy the tension that all that brought i love knowing that when Paul Dano finally gets arrested at the cafe, I go, we still have a ways to go in this movie. What else do, is in store for us? Um, I didn't mind the riddles kind of immediately being answered by Batman. Like, I I wasn't going into this movie hoping to kind of try to find out who the killer was all along. I just enjoyed getting to those moments where Paul Dano's menacing saying, like, this isn't it. And going, like, God damn, what else does he have in store for this place? Um, I thought it was fantastic. I think it's shot incredibly well. Um, again, I really loved, I loved Robert Pattinson's portrayal of Batman. I love the narration of it. I think that's something that I maybe haven't seen a whole lot in Batman movies. I'm not sure if, if I remember a lot of voiceover of like Batman kind of, that was hey, awesome. Hey, it's me, Batman. What's going on? Like, <laughs> welcome. You're, You're with me for a few hours. What's uh what's a, a Toby Maguire sort of intro to Spider-Man? <laughs> I'm forgetting well, that you intro. You know me? Guess again, buddy. Guess again. You don't know That's anything. Not me. You don't That's not me know. either. Like, hell, I'd even give it to be him. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> um, I, right I, on the side I, of the bus. I enjoyed a lot of the takes that they that they brought to this version of Batman. Um and the score was fucking fantastic. I think that it does get a little too kind of edge lordy at times, but I still overall really love the movie. I don't think it felt like three hours at all. I feel like it sped by for me. Um, I only felt the three hours because I needed to pee. I'll say that's it. Mm-hmm. Like at no point did I ever feel like it was dragging or I felt bored. Really? Wow. So, I, 
I, I know. I'm sorry. I know it's like your opening statement, but just to put it in there, because I don't know if we will get back to that granular thing. I totally did. Like, I definitely felt the three hours hard. And I, for me, it definitely was the, the penguin car chase was like the standout of just being like, OK, like we're just chasing the penguin. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah, I, I loved it. I, I enjoyed a lot. A lot of this movie. Um, I would say this is like an absolute recommend. Go see it on a big screen because it is one of those kind of visual spectacle movies that they do a great job with shots. And I loved also hearing that interview with Matt Reeves where he's like, yeah, that's all practical. Like him, the Batmobile flying through the fire, that's practical. There was no CGI there. We wanted to make it look as real as possible. So a lot of this movie just worked for me really well. And uh, I highly recommend everybody go see it. Nick Scarpino. Um, I really liked this movie. Um, I did. Um, I think it's a really good movie, but I think the runtime keeps it from being a great movie. I really do think a lot of the story is weighed down by the fact that it's three hours long. Um, and you look at a movie like The Dark Knight, which feels, which which is as intense, if not more intense than this, but I think they did more with that two hours and 32 minutes of The Dark Knight than they did with the three hours here. Largely because I think the crux of this movie revolves around this mystery that I just wasn't that invested in. Um, and after when, when Paul Dano gets arrested, I was like, I looked at my watch. I was like, Oh, we have an hour left of this contrast that to like that moment where Joker gets arrested in dark Knight And you're terrified for whatever's happening next. Cause you know, it's part of his plan with Dano. It just sort of, it sort of felt like we were chasing that specter the entire time. And so I I'm with Greg on this where I really like this movie and I will watch this again, but I don't know. I'm not going to rush out to theaters to sit there for three hours. I think this is a perfect like HBO max pause it, maybe come back to it an hour later, um, be able to walk around it um, or be able to walk around, come back to it. Right. Um, but I think there's so much they did right in this that I'm almost mad. They didn't, like this is this this is gonna sound crazy and I'm gonna get just bashed for this, but no. this is one of those rare moments where I wish they would release a studio cut of it, where this is the director's cut of this film, which is phenomenal, and I'm all in for like throw whatever you want in there, Matt Reeves. This is your movie and it's great, and he did way more great good than I think than 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 bad in this. Like there's way there's so many good things in this, but I really do wish this is one time where someone would come and be like. You know, if you shaved off even 15 minutes of this, it would make everything feel a lot more urgent. Because by the time we get to a lot of the subplots that are kind of shoehorned in there, like I wanted, I could have done a whole movie with Zoe Kravitz and John Turturro's character. John Turturro's so good. God, it's yeah. so good. But that feels like it's kind of an afterthought. And the Alfred stuff feels like it's kind of an afterthought. It felt like they were like, we have to have a moment with him and Alfred where Alfred questions what he's doing. And he's like, I'm really your father. And like five minutes into the movie, he's like, you're not my dad. And Alfred's like, I, man, I don't know. This is our first scene together. We <laughs> never felt like your dad. Yeah. I, don't know what's going up here, I man. wasn't saying I was your dad. Yeah, yeah. I was like, bro, come on. You're jumping to some conclusions. And that's but all the thing, of that right? Felt where like I feel like then if you would have killed him, you would have given it more something to do there. And it would have been different. It would have been there. Because even like the scene of him, Alfred wakes up and he looks over and he smiles like, you lied to me blah 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 no i didn't oh you didn't okay this is cool. why the fuck do we even do this Let's like why is batman just believing everybody everything says well it was funny because it was when they introduced um and I'm, i've never read her in the comics but she was in the adam west series what, what's the character's name that's like the other alfred the female alfred oh i don't know if it's the same one from the adam west series you're thinking oh, of aunt, uh, aunt alfreda Aunt somebody, Aunt, Aunt Barrett, and I don't remember who she was in that. Oh, Adam I thought west. that was a nod to that. Aunt I thought Baru. that was cool. I was like, oh, it's going to be totally. That's right. Is, is that right? Right? No. No. Uh, that's what, I was coming Baru up with Baru as well, and I was like, that yeah. can't be right. It's Luke's um, aunt. But I, but but I think the movie is. 
I think everyone did a phenomenal job from the cast. I think that Jeffrey Wright and Zoe Kravitz are stand out to me. I think Pattinson did a great job as Batman. I think the way it's shot, and I can understand completely why Matt Reeves wanted the projectors specifically dialed in because it's shot perfectly. It's simultaneously dark, but unlike, if you remember, Greg, you're probably the only person to ever remember this, seeing 89 Batman in theaters, you're like, okay, we got to the Belfry and it's indistinguishable you cannot see anything because it was shot so darkly so much so that they had to go back and recolor it for the vhs release this movie is beautiful and it's worth watching in theaters alone for just the cinematography and the sound design um and everyone did and shout out to colin farrell for completely disappearing into this penguin yeah, character he's amazing. which again this wonderful chase scene that i would agree with greg went on a little too long but we're chasing a side character in this is the penguin and he doesn't really even have that much relevance into it and i think that's kind of um kind of relevant to sort of my criticisms of it but it's definitely a really really good batman movie and i'll agree with andy too it's nice to see after 19 years or 20 years i don't know more than that how many movies have we had 30 years of batman movies 89 yeah 13 movies they've they matt reeves found something in a batman movie that we hadn't seen before which is that detective angle which is cool i just wish they had dialed it back a little bit aunt harriet is what we're looking for and harry adam thank you you very much tim gettys what did you think uh i want to hear kevin first fuck sorry (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate it trying to help trying to help (laughs) i absolutely loved it like i am so high on this movie i think i'm probably the the highest from the group uh, or really anyone that saw it at the at the screener um because i i I just love every aspect of it i mean visually as a film it's beautiful it's stunning the length i i certainly felt it there there was a point where like i looked at my uh, my watch and and i leaned over to paul and i was like we are halfway through right now we have another hour and a half left and she kind of sighed but i was giddy with <laughs> giddy with excitement like i Kevin's like that's not the reaction i was well, looking no, for. She, she she liked it but she was like oh it's so long it's so long she sighed and then he like leaned over to me we got an hour and a half left I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no so it, but like it i i think the detective aspect of Batman was like a really cool way to take the story because we haven't seen that in live action ever before. I do like it to me, the show is very reminiscent uh, to the Batman animated series where it's like he is more of a detective and we're, we get to meet all these characters um, as he's trying to figure out what's happening. And I, I frankly, I love that. Um, and I also think that the the style, like something we brought up in the trailer reactions was that the style was a little reminiscent of that uh, that Gotham, like the the Gotham that oh, yeah. we see with all the colors. And I think that like actually watching the movie, it maintained that. I thought um, Dano as uh, Joker or no, not Joe Riddler, Riddler. Riddler was awesome. I loved it. I do think that there were, the movie has its weaknesses with um, Alfred's character. Like I don't I don't know that that was necessary to try to push all that. And I wish they had the balls to just kill him off. Um, but man, like it, I had such a blast. It's it's not a movie that I'm I'm like, hey, I have to run to the theaters and watch it again. But I am excited for when it comes to HBO Max to watch it on my own. And I think that the biggest thing this movie did is at the end of it, I was like, fuck, I wish there was a show that was like a continuation of the story because like I would want to watch more stories and little, you know, continue. I will watch the story go. No, I know. We're getting the Penguin, though. I don't think we're going to get a lot of Batman in it, are we? There's, I don't know about Batman. There's two spinoff shows and two sequels that are greenlit for the movie and for this universe on HBO Max. One of them is about the police department. I'm so, 
I'm so stoked. The the only thing is like the, I felt the three hours, but I'm also so happy that they didn't do this in two parts because I feel like there was a natural break where they could have been like, all right, it's an hour and a half and another hour and a half movie. So personally, I they could have gone an extra hour and it would have been a struggle physically, but I would have enjoyed it. <laughs> Andy, you uh, Andy. raise your hand. Yeah, I just wanted to quickly say, like, I obviously don't think it would have worked out uh, budget-wise, but I would have loved if this... I would have loved even more if this were, like, a six-episode miniseries HBO-wise where it is like we were watching The Outsider on HBO or we're watching mm-hmm. True Detective, and it is a murder mystery. And you are... And week to week, you are maybe uncovering new clues when there's really a bigger... Uh, there's always kind of like a... At the end of the tunnel, you think that they might be safe, but really Paul Dano has a bigger plan for everybody. I don't know. Like, that's kind of what I thought while watching it, but I I still love the movie. I would just love to see, I agree with Kevin, if we were to get more of these sort of murder mystery things with Batman in a grounded world. Yeah. Um, Andy, like you saying that, I'm a, I want to jump off that point right there. Where I also agree with you that I think that this even felt like a series of of HBO TV, uh, more so than a movie sometimes, just with the movie budget and movie look and cinematography that is so next level. Uh, but what I would have seen, would have wished to see is a bit more of that episodic TV cliffhanger style storytelling where they're like, there's these moments that every hour I'm like riveted by like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? I think that is one of the things that I am most let down by this movie is I was not ever having this moment of fuck what's going to happen. I was always kind of like, I'm, I'm, you're giving me a good story, but I'm not engaged and riveted in, in the way that I kind of expected to be from a murder mystery. Like this didn't feel so much like a mystery as much as it felt like a, from here to here to here to here. It felt kind of like uncharted where it's like, we just got to get to the next, uh, place uh, to meet this next character who's then going to tell us who the next character we need to talk to is and that's not a bad thing because i think this movie did a great job of making sure that each place they went to had interesting characters and i was invested the entire time like that's the thing is like engaged and invested i think are are different things with the movie i was not bored by this movie at all i just think that it was uh uniquely paced to kind of give you this kind of this then this then this then this then this but it's not really getting me to kind of like partake in it and you were saying earlier the thing of like you didn't need to be a participant and want to try to figure out the riddles and like batman answering quickly didn't bother you it's not that i wanted to guess along with it but i wanted when the answer was revealed i wanted to go like oh or like that's clever or like there's something there Mm -hmm. in a way that we see in seven in a way that we see in saw in a way that we see Mm -hmm. in so many of these other things and i feel like I, I rarely, if ever, in this movie had that moment from the five or six riddles or those sections. I normally was like, huh. I was questioning the logic and, and how much of a stretch it was mm-hmm. that they figured out the exact words lie still instead of just lies still. <laughs> or li- lies forever or lies, whatever. Like, how did he get to still? Like, I don't really get that. And the moment I'm starting to question that shit, it's like, oh, fuck, I'm out of the movie. That's not good. You know, um, I'd much rather them give me something that's that is fucking clever and blows my mind. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool, especially coming from Matt Reeves, who I know is capable um, of that. But uh, that is, I think, the most negative I am on this. I really enjoyed this movie. Did not love it, but I did think that it is really, really great. And I think it might be the most consistent Batman movie we've ever gotten Mm. from beginning to end where uh, it was three hours, but it was three hours of greatness. Like when this thing starts off and 
I was really wondering how are they going to set up the Batman in this world? Like we know we're not going to get another origin story, or I guess we didn't know that we definitely could have with the pearls and all that shit. But like, how were they going to? I mean, that was my biggest complaint is like, what happened to his parents? And was she wearing pearls? Because I'm mistake on my part. I could have had us a score from DJ Junkie XL telling me what's going on. Come on now. But this thing just starting off with boom, the Batman title, super big. I was like, oh shit, okay, this is cool. Where are they going to go with this? And them showing Gotham and not revealing Batman for quite a while, but just showing all the crime going on and showing the shadows and showing these people looking through into the darkness and being scared of Batman. That fear is there of vengeance is already there in so many different aspects of the city with the VO that Andy was talking about of like this kind of like inner dialogue that uh, uh, Batman's having with himself. Like I thought that that was incredible. And I'm like, fuck you are setting the tone for a very, very cool Batman movie. And it was that the entire time, just like the trailers uh, made us believe it would be. I want to give this movie credit for probably being the best uh, iteration of trailer to movie I've ever seen of uh, this movie is the trailers. It is mm-hmm. the energy and the style and yeah. the vibe of the same trailer. Music? Just same everything for three hours. Like that is such a rarity because normally the trailer has it, it's marketing, right? It's like a different vibe, whatever. You're not fully going to get that. This is three hours of that trailer. And like, that is such a compliment because I love that, that trailer. I do just think that it, it is impossible to uh, judge this as anything, but the 13th Batman movie. I'm very excited five years from now to rewatch this a little bit out of context of it mm-hmm. coming now. And, and you know, with where we're at with superhero movies. And I think my, my take on it might change and I might be a lot higher on it, similar to how I was with Batman begins where when I first saw it, I didn't love it. But then with the context of now, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is ever going to get quite there. Um, but I do think that this is a major achievement and accomplishment for what they were looking out for. However, I do think that it, 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 missed the mark for what it did different in terms of being a 10 out of 10 knock it out of the park when we saw dark knight and batman begins for the first time it's like yo they grounded batman and this is crazy with this one uh the detective stuff is the thing i like least about it sure we got to see batman doing detective things but i didn't like how they showed it to us that much and i i still think that there is uh iteration of batman out there being a detective that works for me better than this does however as these movies continue to just keep happening Every time one comes out, there's more comparisons that we make to what came before, what we like and didn't like. And I think it's just a very impossible place to to be. And we're seeing that with characters like Wolverine, Spider-Man, and Batman in particular, that I think it's only going to get more and more complicated to not uh, have to actively compare. Because had the Nolan trilogy not existed, this movie would be oh my God. an all-timer for me. This and would be, I'd be best, like, yeah. This would be insane. This is, yeah, totally. Yeah. But, but because that- it does exist... I compare it to it, and there's no getting out of that world. So the other, yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the comparison for for that, the thing that strikes me is people go, "Oh, it's just like seven. I'm like, "It's not like seven. You go back and it's watch not. seven, and seven is has you literally tense the entire time. And I think a large portion of that is because it's able to be rated R, and there's a lot of shock value in that. And and I think the but the other problem or the other thing that has going for it that that a Batman movie simply can't is that seven's an original screenplay that has we don't have any context for this in in this one I don't even know where I saw it but I was like I'm pretty sure Carmine Falcone is the is the the mole and they get to that I was like oh I was right and I don't even know what story they mined that from but I'm like I remember it being a story that I watched recently that is what you're up against when you're making the 14th Batman film was like okay like we know all these characters at this point and it's very difficult to come up with something original and that I think is that sounds like a, a mark against this movie it's actually to this movie's credit that he made three hours of something that was entertaining even though it was so rooted in this universe Greg 
I think, yeah, that's one of the things Tim's talked about of, uh, you know, rewatching this in five years and finding more in it and not being, you know, a, a chance for it to be an all time great, like begins, right? What I find so, again, I think there's so many great things in this movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was never, like, I was never, well, there's some lines of dialogue where I rolled my eyes because they're super cheesy, but it's more the fact that, like, I think this movie ends in such an interesting spot that I'm really excited for the next one. I think it, it almost feels a lot like how you guys described your experience with Uncharted, where you were like, yeah, you know, we didn't love the movie or we lo- the movie's fine. We enjoyed it or whatever, but it's really going to be the next one around, right? It's going to be where we're over there and you go see what they do with it. And so that's where I'm at too with it. Of like, I think starting the way from where they ended and Batman, you know, no, not being a creature of the night, him actually being in the day and he will still be the creature of the night, but like being in the daylight, people see him doing good things. They understand it. It's, it ends very much like fucking Jor-El's speech in Man of Steel begins, right? Like, you'll give them an ideal to strive for. They'll follow you as he goes with the flare, right? Be hope. I didn't see. I, I That was the part of the movie that I'm like, this is what we could have cut out of this film. Him on, him helping people up into that medevac helicopter and all of a sudden becoming, like, the symbol of hope like Superman. I'm like, I don't I don't like this. I don't. I, I we think need it, it for have the ended. eventual downfall, though. Yeah, but that's, like, again, all, I hate I hate to draw the comparisons with this stuff, but it was just done better in the Nolan trilogy, right? Like that, this, all that stuff was thematically relevant and, and present there. Um, so we've seen it before, but I mean, I like, I, I thought it should have ended right when he falls into the water because him leading the people out, I'm like, that's a cool visual, but what's the point? Like they're going to, they're not, I don't know. I they feel like all that stuff could have, right? like, yeah, but, 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 but here's my problem. I don't know. Go ahead. I hear you, Nick. I do. I'm, st- I'm sorry that we're going back and forth in a Discord call, so it's harder to get in and out of each other. But you and I have never had a problem getting in and out of each other, have we, Nick? <laughs> 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 I knew it was coming. The baby I knew it was dead. coming. <laughs> I love you, Daddy. All right, oh, but no, then, uh, why? God. Again, I think this gives them the most ammo to do something different, right? If they would have ended there, like in uh, Batman's still just the guy hanging out in the shadows, and everybody's scared of him, that's one thing. I love the idea that he gets there, and he's like, he has this moment where the guy is like, I'm vengeance, right? And he's like fuck, I had this all wrong. I'm I'm inspiring them with the wrong stuff. Don't get me wrong. I don't know how you do a Batman movie in the daylight and not make it seem See, weird. That's why I don't I don't like that, right? That was that was a huge criticism I had of, of uh, Dark Knight Rises where I'm like, we should terrible be seeing like, Batman I, in daytime. It's just but, after a certain point, you look at Batman so long, you're like, that's eh, Robert Pattinson in a suit. We're seeing but him I think, in a suit. I feel like we only see him in daylight like at the end and like at choice moments with certain people. So he only appears in daylight uh, to the general public when it's he's trying to change his image from vengeance to hope, right? And I feel like that's super impactful and yeah, I makes just sense. I just didn't like that. I didn't buy that. I didn't like it. I, did, I don't like that he's like, I'm hope now. And I'm like, are you? You're going to be you, – you just broke yeah. a bunch of people's fucking faces in a bunch of times. But we I also didn't, I didn't love the shooters, line delivery. Just so remember, like, like – well, but People I also didn't love the line shoot. where he he was like, "I'm vengeance." I don't. I didn't like that. I thought that that was one of those where I'm like, "Oh, this is a really cool scene," and it's building this, and he comes out of the shadows, and then he beats the guy. He's like, "Who are you?" He's like, "I'm vengeance." If I were one of those guys, I'd be like, "Vengeance, huh? Okay." I mean, that's that's one way to go with it. You know? we, <laughs> then you like, gotta take off your shoe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I we get some that, of that. Yeah, we get that hope version. We get that hope at the end because it is a direct comparison to the way the man reacted to him after being saved. This man just watched, in the beginning of the movie, watched Batman beat the fuck out of a bunch of thugs who were about to mm-hmm. beat his ass. Yep. And his reaction is, please don't hurt me. Yeah. Like, he's still scared yeah. of Batman, even though and, he just got saved. And I think that... Yeah. And I think that there's that also... direct comparison at the end. And, and, and there's a moment that they build up, I think, somewhat subtly, 
But it's like the little kid that sees him, the mayor's son that sees him multiple times. And at the end, when he goes to, to save the mayor who's just been shot, none of them want to reach out to him. But the mayor's kid has seen him now several times with the cops. Uh, he say, well, I guess that was Robert Pattinson saving him. But like he's seen them, uh, he's seen Batman and understands Batman isn't a threat. And he's the first one to reach out and grab his arm and get pulled out. And then all of the mayor and the mayor's like uh, helpers then reach out and get pulled out of the the you know the underwater thing yeah, that yeah. they're at. The, the, Kevin, the, yeah, yeah. The stadium. Kevin, let's be real. Like this little this little fucking kid. Yeah, he saw Robert Pattinson in that funeral. <laughs> But he recognized that he jawline. Knew. He's anybody like, knows, anybody can That's tell that jawline shit. from a mile away. That yeah. jawline is unmistakable. Does the suit look a lot better than the the, the other suits? Because it's not like hiding. Like, oh, yeah. you know, so just showing Uh-oh. this. Yeah. Uh oh. Suit time? time to talk about the suits. Whose suits is better? Uh, Christian Bale's had a small mouth hole. <sighs> It was weird. Yeah, that was great. What's Good up, job, everybody? Andy. Welcome to Best, Best Bat Suit, the podcast within a podcast where we rank all the bat suits in the Batman cinematic universe, not the same universe, all the Batman movies that aren't in the DCU cinematic universe, and some of the ones we chose just from the cartoon. Number one is Dark Knight slash Dark Knight Rises. That that bat suit. Yeah, Andy, you have something to say? I just want to, can I just redo the intro? Bat suits, bat suits. How they gonna rank? How they gonna rank? This one looks real dank. Dang, uh, number good. one bat suit currently is dark knight slash dark dark knight returns number two is mask of the phantasm number three is batman returns number four is batman begins velour cape number five is batman forever normal number six is the 89 batman suit number seven is lego batman number eight is batman and robin number nine is the sonar bat suit from batman forever number 10 is in fact ladies and gentlemen the 66 bat suit number 11 is young bruce and joker <laughs> <laughs> and number 12 is Batman and Robin on ice from Batman and Robin. God, we're idiots. So where uh, do we want to put the Robert Pattinson bat suit? Just to talk about this suit for a second, I love it. I thought it was such Adore a good it. design. The fact that he can move his head, the fact that he can actually fight in it, uh, I thought went a really long way toward making the action in this movie some of the best Batman action we've ever seen. And I, I, I really think that, that that can't be understated. Like the fact that the actor can actually act in the costume is kind of a huge deal. And I like I like that the helmet sort of felt like it was leathery, like it was easy to get on and off. And I don't know. I think it should rank pretty highly on the list. I might even actually start. I might, I might start the bidding at I, number one. I remember yeah, being number it? one, Nick. Yeah, I second that vote. Number one. Wow, because wow. I was going to say, I remember being really off put seeing this at first and being like, yeah. I love the vibe of it. I love the sort of the idea of the, the bat symbol in the middle being made out of the pistol or whatever. But the mouth hole too big. And I'm like, no, you know what? The other mouth holes are too small. too small. Yep, yep, yep. The yep, other yep, mouth, yep, mouth holes are too small. Christopher Nolan, we're barely seeing his lips and he's going. And so like, <laughs> I like I love this suit. I will also go number one. Wow. Wow. Um, I I think that like. His suit is really cool. It makes him look really big and menacing. I also love how many little gadgets and like the utility belt. We we see him pull things out several times, and yeah. it's got all these pockets. I wish we knew what was going on with the his uh, right like sleeve no. there. He, oh, the sleeve. Oh, you mean yeah, the, the, the the, little, whatever those the, needle things are that are there. I don't like know, I, man. I wish we had yeah, seen no. them in action. But I I Wait. love this suit. 
I thought it was like the electricity thing. I thought that's what it was. It I might have been. It might have yeah, been. Yeah, I think I, th I thought that, or if anything, they were extra grappling hooks to attach maybe. to the grappling. Oh, hook. that maybe, might have been it. Maybe I love but that his it's that grappling hook comes out of. I love it. It looks like a video game. I thought yeah. when yeah. he was using those gauntlets. Um, but I, I also, I'd also, I was going to say, I'd also put this as number one for me. Like this suit is awesome. It it also it just feels like the pants. By the way, like it feels like you could put the suit on very quickly and it's comfortable, as opposed to the, a lot of the other suits that feel like they take forever. But like this pants look like cargo pants at a certain point, like just mm -hmm. military pants with the boots. Sure. I'm like it looks very utilitarian, and I think that, like he has that big bulge on his right leg, and I'm like, what's that for? And then he uses it. It's the grapple. It's like the thing he uses to rappel down the side of the building, which was so like cool. at a certain point, you know, he was just flexing on Gordon at that point. You're like, he could have taken the elevator. You're not saving that he's much. He's got to move time. fast in that. You know, he's, he's got to move, move fast, fast in that. He's Tim? being hunted by so many cops. No, no. I mean, the, um, that, that that's when he went up. I'm talking and about flying when scroll when, suit too. when Catwoman jumps off <laughs> and he's like, I got to go after her and then runs down the side and Gordon's like, come on, dude, that's dangerous. That's, that's an <laughs> Tim, unnecessary. Tim, do you want to make it unanimous? Where do you rank this bad? Suit? I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, it does come down to a unanimous number one. I, I think that potentially the Dark Knight one does edge out my thing and it, uh, you know what i would vote that the dark knight is number one because i really love the kind of the spikiness <laughs> the ninja star gauntlet uh that they got going on there and i think that the suit kind of is a bit more believable in the world for me uh in the dark knight universe than this one i like this one a lot like a lot a lot it's fucking incredible but there was enough times in the movie where because of how long they focused on allowing batman to just be there and again going into something i did like about this movie a lot is there's a lot of uh, character moments that weren't dialogue based with Robert Pattinson where he'd be just looking at things and you see him figuring things out. Yeah. I thought that that mm -hmm. was really cool, but it also allowed us to look at the bat suit more uh, than we really have before. And there's a couple times it focuses on his like boots and stuff and you just see his boots walking and it starts to feel a little bit goofy oh, for a world it. that is supposed like to be it. just pure grounded or cool. Mm -hmm. um, whereas I think the Dark Knight suit, which also has some issues, would edge it out for me, but it's definitely Tim. one and two and Tim. I'm okay with this being voted number one. Can I remind you that the symbol on his chest comes out and becomes a battering? Uh, I awesome. don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I love Come it. Come like, on. That's a super audible laugh in our, <laughs> in our screen. Yeah. Somebody laughed yeah. at that audibly. Well, that's because they laugh because the first time he uses it is to cut the little tape, the little police yeah. tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Police yeah. Tape and, and it like sucks back onto his chest. I was like, that's actually a that's actually kind of a cool twist on the battering. Yeah. I wish he had used it, though, for that. I wish he had to, and that was like that's one of the only other things that I wish they could have gotten more in there is that he fights a lot and he uses the grappling hook amazingly, but like all the little tiny gadgets and bombs and like where's the smoke bombs? Give him a smoke bomb. It's year two, sake. dude. He still doesn't have it. Uh, that's one of the things we talked about him using the flying squirrel suit, right? Jump oh off my the god, building. that was so fucking. And when cool. he went up there and did it, and he steps it in, he goes oh, and steps oh, back. I was like, was badass. That's fucking. Yeah, that cool. was so cool. Again, this is something we've seen in nearly every Batman film: him jump off something and, and glide, right? And the fact that he was like oof, and then he does it. And just fucking eat shit like that was oh that was i'm like god, god, i like that i want more of that <laughs> I, I didn't like the eating shit thing because of how dramatic well, it was it was I, so I feel cartoony because like he and, and that, would have been decapitated or at least yeah. paralyzed and that there's a couple moments in this movie that i feel like they deviate from the tone that they're setting up of it being this real grounded but yet cool thing and that is one of them where it's like i i like the idea that he was hesitant about it i like the idea that we were all like oh fuck what's gonna happen there's no way he's gonna get through that 
but they did it in the most overly comical Black Widow's car crash levels mm. of like, yeah. there's no way that he, this man, even in a suit, can survive that. And then later with the the penguin after this, it, and I disagree with you guys, I fucking loved the car uh, chase scene. Was great, yeah. I, I thought too. it was incredible, and I loved how long it, it lasted. And I, the one thing I didn't like is Penguin just being totally okay after that car gets freaking demolished and flipped a t- thousand times. And I just, that takes me out of the grounded realism that the movie mm. I think otherwise nails, and I, I think that it's in disservice to the overall tone. But it's funny. It's funny. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I just real quick want to say let me tell you about our sponsors this episode is brought to you by Guild Wars 2 End of Dragon the third expansion for the award winning and critically acclaimed MMORPG Guild Wars 2 and the culmination of the Elder Dragon Saga there's no shortage of new shenanigans to get up to to explore the beautiful Canton continent travel fish with your friends in your own personal skiff unlock nine new elite specializations pilot the siege turtle combat mount and way way more if you're new to Guild Wars 2 don't worry their community of over 16 million players are ready to welcome you with open arms. If you're already a Guild Wars 2 commander, it's time to gear up for some new adventures. Like that Siege Turtle mount I mentioned earlier. Yeah, it can bear two riders, one to handle the turtle, the other to operate the weapon strapped to its shell. That's awesome. What about the personal skiff I mentioned? It's your new home away from home on the waves. Ferry your whole party around to explore, relax, or drop anchor to fish over 200 unique species around Tyria. You can check out the link in the description to get your hands on Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons available now. Ooh, that was a good now, one. Now, now go. For, was it? Was it, Greg? It was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm I would not give that the one that, that gets to judge because. I, gotta, I mean, I'm sorry. I'll give that. That was a terrible segue. I'm sorry, guys. If we're being Damn. honest about this, guys. I your, liked it. I liked out. it. Yeah. Let me get a. Let me get my score up. Oh, let's see. Uh, Remember, we have. We now have a new scale, right? This is on the kind of funny review scale. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is the kind of funny review scale. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna give yeah. that. Hold on, I gotta look at. Uh, I thought it was great. I'm giving it four out of five. I don't even need to write it down. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so yeah, the last last time I got a score from a segue on Batman in review, Andy gave me a six point seven. Nick also gave me Jesus. a six. Kevin just gave me a five. Greg uh, refused. Two it's out of tough. five stars. Everyone's too rough on four on out of five, Tim. Tim. I thought that was go, great. Kevin. I thought thank that was you. great, Kevin. Thank you. Kevin, good you're job, a good Tim. guy. Now, what, since what, we're doing like you know we're, we're done with the bat suits, we're getting ready to get into the next part of the thing. I do have to ask Andy, what did you think of the mayor's son? I thought he was rocking. <laughs> I don't even know what the viewers were here to talk about ranking all the Robins in the Batman cinematic universe in a segment we call Rock and Robin. Currently, the Robin standing sit like this number one, Michael Sarah and Lego Batman, number two, JGL and Dark Knight Returns, number three, Robin and Batman Forever, number four, Robin and Batman and Robin, number five, Lois Griffin, Catwoman, <laughs> of course not. But the question does become could he in fact be that way? Right? Is this just an honorable mention here? Sorry, I was I was thrown off by the cars. <laughs> I'm saying uh do, do you want to give him an honorable mention here? He's he doesn't he doesn't actually do any Robin things. He isn't of course you know, we do. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, do you want to put yeah, him Lois in the ranking? Griffin, Lois Griffin was in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, okay. Then yeah. where do you want to put him, Andy? I'll let you vote. I'll put him at number uh, number five above Lois Griffin from Catwoman. Above Lois Griffin? Yeah. Wait, so well, why do we think this kid's going to turn into Robin? Oh, his dad got murdered. Yeah, yeah anyone All whose right. dad gets murdered, he murder, saw Batman. He becomes Robin. 
I, you know what? I love it. I love it in headcanon. I'm in. I'm in for okay. it. I, I would All put right. him beneath Lois Griffin. Lois, Lois Griffin was a team player, right? This kid's got room to grow for sure in the next Batman. The fuck was I'm Lois with Greg. Griffin? Okay. So we're just, uh, then we have the votes, I think, then. Just the lady so from fine. Mad TV, Kevin. She played the friend in uh, the Catwoman movie. Oh, fuck. She voices Lois Griffin. You're putting him below him, below her. I put it mm-hmm. above. Okay, above. Okay, below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Saying, right, what are you, say what are you saying? Above oh, so that's two that, too. Yeah. Nick, you have to make the you have to pull the trigger above or below Lois Griffin for the mayor's son in the Batman. Oh shit, dude, below. Are you kidding Thank me? You. You can't Thank you very much. Your new rankings is Lois Griffin at five, Mayor yeah. Son at six. <laughs> you, you can't do marvelous Miss Maisel that way. Come on. Hold on though. We can't move on, Greg. We have to go deeper. Because this podcast within a podcast, if you remember correctly, yeah. has a podcast within itself. <laughs> It's so long. <laughs> it's a great song. Suits. That's why. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rock and Robin Suits. This is where we rank the suits in the Rock and Robin segment. Uh, right now, the Rock and Robin suits stand like this: number one, Batman and Robin's Robin suit; number two, Batman and Robin's Ice Robin suit; number three, Batman Forever's Robin suit; number four, Michael Sarah Lego Batman's Robin suit; number five, Robin sixty six Robin suit; number six, Lois Griffin's Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> number seven jgl in the dark knight returns I mean, see Nick, here's where i go oh. above lois griffin but below yeah. robin 66 because oh. robin 66 iconic, iconic right iconic. but we get him in this dope little ninja outfit yeah, in the beginning say, of the movie does, on halloween that foreshadowing of him being a ninja which right? is cool I don't think that's accurate at all that's but foreshadowing. Yeah, he's red definitely ninja. above definitely above like yeah exactly. above who uh six lois griffin. yeah he's above lois griffin yeah JGL is lower than than J- JGL is a dead he's last. A cop. He just yeah, he's just a cop. He just wears a cop outfit. You know Man, I, mean? I totally did not understand any of the dynamics in the beginning of this movie. I was like, oh, that's that's Bruce Wayne, and those are his parents. That's what they wanted yeah. you to think. Yeah, that's what they wanted purpose. you to think. And then I was yeah, like, was how old is Paul Dano in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> is Paul Dano about to be a fifty-four-year-old man? What is going on here? All right, so here we are, forty-seven minutes in, Andy. Let's get to the plot. I sat next to Nick. He didn't have snacks. I gave him some popcorn. It had twang pickle salt in it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Batman. We begin on Halloween night in Gotham City, where the mayor is in his old crib, and he's just having a glass of whiskey, arguing about facts, because he's he's got a real challenger coming on with this Bella Real. Uh, she's coming on strong. He's got to worry about that. Uh, of course, while we see it originally through the little scope, kind of like the little scope from Uncharted that one woman had, uh, mm-hmm. Paul Dano's got Mandalorian. a little Mandalorian scope. Anybody who's ever had a scope, Davy Jones, uh, and he's looking there. And then while that's happening, Batman's giving us a little narration. It's fucking it's Halloween, and on Halloween people get dark, and I'm dark all the time. But I'm in the dark, and we go around. And he's like, the city's too big for me to be everywhere. And so they're they're hopping all around. And they're showing shit happening. The guy spray painting. Cool Greg's out there. He's spray painting on City Hall. Another guy in a really shitty mask. He's like, well, actually a good mask, but generic mask, which I was saying. He's over there and he's going to rob a liquor store or, a, you know, a store. And he's like, fucking mask. Was it a generic mask? It, it was I the mean, drop. Yeah, yeah. And the drop is in the background on a couple of posters and shit too, right? Like it's it's a thing. Is it a drug drop or what do you say to this? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that that was like a reference to the drug thing. Like, I'll, I don't uh, think this is generic. Yeah. Oh, it's just a monster mask. It's like I think that this no, is no, like, no. Yeah, in there's this definitely world. posters of that mask in, or that creature character, whatever it is. Yeah, it was scary. And like, it's on the on all the drugs when they find them. Mm. I'm just saying, it's get a better mask. Them. All right, like have something cool. Be a Frankenstein at least. You know what I mean? Why well, gotta be a drug? Anyways, he's out there, and it looks and it's, it was too good. You know what I mean? That's like he's going to cosplay at Comic Con, and now he's robbing a thing too. No, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Mm. That's why I think Spider Man Homecoming. I mean, look, better dude, if you're gonna wear a mask, still ATM. If you're gonna wear a mask when you rob places, it has to be comfortable, Greg. You're gonna you're gonna want that thing custom fitted to your face. That's true, actually. That's a really good point. I feel I like it'd be that. easy to find you though if they were like, "Hey, this guy in this mask did it," and then they're like, "Cool, I make masks," and I I did a sculpt of a guy's face there just for that. I've never made another one. Yeah, Nick. Uh, I just wanted to quickly touch on like the design of Gotham City because we, oh, we talked about it a little thing. Okay, bit. Cool. Oh yeah, no, I just wanted to jump in here. Like I was, I'm like blown away by how awesome the city looks in this i think this might be the best gotham since the 89 in my opinion i love there's a shot I think it's better. I think it's honestly be i think it's better than 89 batman because 89 batman had a style and they were going for that gothic mm-hmm. and whatever but it also gave it that i think tim at the time described it as a different kind of camp but it was campy all the same where it was yeah. like that was their universe which didn't feel real where this one feels real and that's mm-hmm. and that's a perfect point tim talked about everything being grounded in reality i actually think that one of this the, the strongest points of this movie is that it's the perfect blend of reality and that sort of like that that the the timeless timelessness. Because um, I think Andy at one point was like, "When is this movie supposed to happen?" I was like, oh, "I think it's present day." But but yeah, but- I, I leaned over to Nick because of all of the screenshots and all of the co- sort of leaks that were coming out as the movie was starting to get more and more um, coverage during quarantine when they were filming during quarantine. I thought that this movie took place like in the late '80s, early '90s because yeah. of the way the Batmobile looked. And I thought that this was, and then suddenly people have iPhones in this movie. I was like, oh shit, okay, never mind. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the Nirvana goes a long way toward that as well. But there's mm-hmm. a great shot, and one of my favorite shots of the movie is when he's riding around. And by the way, I love that he's on a motorcycle for like 90% of this. So that's so animated series. It's great. But there's Slowly a great shot. Where, the Batmobile in the background. Yeah. He rides the motorcycle around a curb, and it's like just this like old structure that has all these LED screens plastered to it. And that is Gotham, right? That is this like old infrastructure with all this new shit just sort of stapled onto it. I'm like, that was a great choice production wise. I thought Gotham was incredible in this movie. I think it might be my favorite thing overall that this movie uh, did better than the other ones besides just Batman's action scenes. But I I really love how it has so much character to it. And I I think even more literal way of the character of uh, the end moments with Catwoman and it's being like, oh, he already he already has a love and it's Gotham, right? Like, I love that that is kind of the, the connection there and that's straight out of the Zero Year comics and I, I thought that this this movie did a great job of adapting comic storylines in uh, authentic ways that added together elements of the, this run and this run and this run really well to kind of create a story that feels maybe the most comic book one-to-one that we've ever seen batman translated to screen not one comic book being adapted but many comic ish this feels like a comic book batman movie as opposed yeah. to a batman movie that's based on comic character yeah agreed. agreed yeah i agree um and so yeah like we already talked about you know all the criminals are out there doing criminally things but as batman narrates he's talking about the fact that since he can't be there you know the urban legend is spread so you hear something in a shadow you, you think you see something they think they see batman so and so cool. everybody looks at the sky all these criminals and see the bat signal and then they all start freaking out looking into the shadows thinking they see or hear batman which is great 
Um, this isn't stopping the Riddler, of course. He's making his moves and going in there, and you know he drops in, and the mayor's there, and he's got his whiskey. The kid went home. Kid already left, by the way. Kid went out to trick or treat. Uh, and then you know he's there, and then he's like, "Well, fucking do it," and he hangs up, and he doesn't even see fucking mouth breather, breather John Wayne Gacy behind him or whatever. Ooh, that shit scared me. I was like, "Oh, this is a scary movie, Greg." I don't. Yeah, like I know. This. Yeah, I'm. Sur- you stuck it out though, and I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, then he uses the carpentry tool. We'll find out later on. It hits the mayor, beats him down, has a real ah, screamy thing as he Carpet beats the shit out of this guy. What, huh? It's a carpet tool, not carpentry. He said that. No, that's what Greg said. Oh, he did? Kevin. I thought yeah. he said Kevin. Greg, I got you, dude. Pretty sure he well, said so carpentry. Carpentry or carpenter? What's a carpet? Carpet. Carpet for like carpet. Well, they both have carpet in it. That's the what does a carpentry do? You can spell. Uh, that's for woodworking. This is for carpets. Oh, I it's heard carpentry isn't carpets? No. Right? I think carpentry. Carpentry. Encompass. Yeah. Carpets. I think if no. you had a carpenter do your carpets, you'd be like, I trust. Yeah, you guy wouldn't have a carpenter do your carpets. You would want a flooring guy. You want a carpet guy. Yeah, you. Yeah, you'd want a carpet guy. What they got different tools. They got a tre- stretchers. That's what the guy. tool he was using was a stretcher. Carpentry is a skilled trade and a craft in which the primary work performed is the cutting, shaping, and installation of building materials during the construction of buildings, ships, timber, bridges, concrete framework, etc. Yeah, but it's not carpets. No, 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 Kevin, oh, you're okay. missing. Kevin, the boat is already out to sea. You've missed it. I am, I am floored that carpentry does not mean you're working on carpets. I would have said that's what oh. it was. You're, you're, I'm not arguing with you, got Kevin. It, You've got taught it. me okay. something today that has rocked my very foundation. Oh shit! Of okay. Well, Kevin, Andy, you I appreciate what, you, you right. having me though. I appreciate you having me. Well, you're no, because I, there. I heard you say carpet tool, and so I was like, no, you said I kind of feel like you didn't hear that, Andy. I feel like you heard something else, and now you're changing. What Maybe you're I'm just going on Greg's side. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think, think we that's need what 45 doing. to 55 more minutes of this discussion. I think we got to catch up Tim on what happened because he left on this one. Audio. There's a lot of confusion over what carpets are and carpentry are. Um, hold I on like one second. Jen, you said you were going to put on noise-canceling headphones. I'm spoiling Batman. Why are you asking me about She's She apparently knew all about carpentry over there. I do not know carpentry. Do you also get industrial what is this and it's a moment? Oof. I know I'm just getting yelled at over here, you know what I mean? Because I'm sorry, Craig. I didn't mean to put She knows the root language of words or some shit. I got to do that, all right? You know what I mean? Hey, Greg, real quick, before we move on to this, did it ever confuse you, the band, the Carpenters, that they weren't actually, like, building anything? No. But I'll tell you what did confuse me. My boss is a Jewish carpenter. Back to it. So, you know, Riddler, he takes him out. He knocks him down, right? He does and then he, uh, he does the thing with the hand around and so then uh you know we go from there and then batman finally he actually is in the shadows it's at that subway thing right because mm-hmm. we had a bunch of skull people like joker face skull people except for one guy who had a half skull because he wasn't fully initiated into the gang yet this is a headcanon i made up for it and so he had to go beat up this guy and he goes to beat up that guy but guess what as they get ready to beat up that guy it's batman and you hear the thump 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 and his feet. And see this this moment kind of like built off of what I was saying earlier of the Batman title screen getting into like the shadows and like the building the the legend of the Batman being this like uh, scary thing. I love how this movie focuses on Batman's use of fear much more than we've seen before. And I, I like in kind of direct opposition to the Nolan trilogy where Batman is a ninja. Like he legitimately goes to learn ninja ways and begins. And like you see him in the shadows, it's way more stealth focused, and it's why it's at its goofiest and worst. First, when we see the Dark Knight Batman in the daylight on the stairs and Dark Knight mm-hmm. Rises punching things, right? Like it doesn't work because he's supposed to be hiding. I love that in the Batman, we have constantly him in the shadows, but he's not a ninja. He's loud. Like this movie is not afraid to be loud in every way, whether it's Batman clomping around or his Batmobile that is just 
it's a monster like it's fucking ridiculous it. but this scene to me i thought was really cool and i liked that it wasn't just one stylistic choice it was throughout the whole movie this batman is loud <laughs> in darkness Greg what miller are you what are you laughing at <laughs> So I want this is like a one-two punch. I want everything you know, right? So I get the first one that carpentry has nothing to do with laying carpet, and I'm woozy now. I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I've seen the stars. I look over at Slack where Jenna sent me carpentry. Do you think Joseph sold rugs or laid down some kind of Asian carpet? At which point I had to Google carpenter because I was very. Tim, uh, I never thought this deeply into it. Of course, I knew that like Jesus, the Jewish carpenter, like I knew he was doing like woodworking and like making wheels and shit. But I don't know. I was not sewing rugs. I thought carpentry was in fact laying carpet. But then, yeah, I don't. I can't. Now I don't know what I thought. Now I legitimately don't know what. If you said, if you walked up to me and said you were a carpenter, I'm pretty sure I would have thought you like. I just learned the place you get carpets is called the carpeteria. Oh, that's great. That's good. That's good stuff. Oh, my God. I don't know. This is like, I'm so unmoored right now. I don't know what I really would have thought if I talked to a carpenter. It can also be a carpet emporium. Well, you know, that in mind, Tim oh my god, so bad, maybe the shit out of that guy, and then he, like, we already talked about the other guy scared, and he, he, and he and then, so then he looks up and he sees the bat signal, right? And that's what it is. And so like then he, five minutes in. he then goes all he yeah. goes over to the, the mayor's house where you know all the cops are, and they've got yeah. it, uh, you know, in the well, cops are there. Sorry, before yeah, we go on, so I, there's just a couple moments in this that I felt I, that just didn't work. I don't like him saying I'm vengeance, I didn't like it in the trailer, I don't like it here. To me, it was I got a cringe out of that. This was one of the only two cringe worthy moments in this movie. Um, and I know people will disagree with me, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was good. And like, I, I also think it's all build up to, for the character growth that we see at the end there. I liked how the vengeance stuff was handled, especially with the Riddler doing it at the end. Oh, no, I just meant this. I meant just this delivery in this moment. I thought it deflated the scene. He was like, who are you? He was like. And vengeance. vengeance. I'm like, oh, you didn't need to say anything. It's, it's so it was so cool up to that point. I'm like, ah, I just don't like it very much. Not Batman, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> they never call him Batman, right? At all in this? No, she calls him Vengeance, the which Bat. is hilarious. I love that. Like Zoe, uh, Catwoman refers to him as Vengeance as like a joke. I'm like, yeah. why would you say yeah. that? <laughs> she does. She does also refer to him as the Bat, which I thought was cool when the she's bat like the, the Bat and the Cat doing it. Like, oh. Doesn't. Caddy style. Uh, so, yeah, then, uh, yeah, Batman shows up, and it's just like the trailer we saw, right? Where he walks in, and all the cops are like, whoa, man, fucking Batman is here. Or the vengeance is here. And they're all like, but then it's like that same thing, too, where they're not like, they're like not impressed. Some of them are impressed, some, but some of them are weird out, and then they're like, you freak. You know, the one guy tries to stop him, and Gordon has to be like, let him in. I'm, I'm from Westworld. And he's like, all right. And he comes on in. Still good in Westworld, huh? Jeffrey Wright, man. What a fucking guy. Ah, you know what, what I mean? What a guy. Great, Great everything. And what's that? What's that, Andy? Uh, what do you mean? Are you Gonzo for Gordo? Excelsior! That's right, everybody. Welcome to a podcast within a podcast <laughs> called Gonzo for Gordo, where we rank all the Gordons, the Jim Gordons of that there Batman <laughs> in review series. <laughs> right now, the list looks like this. Did you like want this. that one more time? Did you want that one more time, Kevin? I don't know. If ever, did yeah, you do it? Yeah, can you give it to me one more time? Okay, yeah, sure. Thing. Yonder. Excelsior! Ah! Oh. Gonzo. Right now the right. ranking. Right now the rankings. Oh, that's Gonzo. I had legitimately no idea what the fuck that was. Yeah, I thought it was Gonzo. Stanley. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> Where Gonzo go? Ah! 
<laughs> uh, right now, the rankings for Gonzo for Gordo look like this. Number one, Gary Oldman from The Game. Number two, Jim and Babs Gordo from Lego. Number three, 66, uh, Gordon. And then number four, uh, the Burton Gordon. I love how we all had different things planned that we told neither of each other about. Like, I didn't know if Gonzo was going to be flying. You didn't know I was going to have a Gonzo sound clip. We're all working in tandem. This is harmony right Still here. Still no shirt, though. Look at, Where look, do we want to rank Jeffrey Wright's Jim Gordon? I put him either I put him right below Gary Oldman. I agree with that. Yeah. 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 Only because Gary Oldman gets a little more screen time. I would like to Yeah, we were with Gary Oldman for so long. Yeah. I I do think that it's close too. Like I I really liked his interpretation of Gordon. And again, it's one of those things that like it's still year two. So he's he's not Commissioner Gordon, he's Lieutenant Gordon. And we're seeing like the the doors open up for him. Man, why are you getting Gordon? I keep getting Gordon Alfred mixed up. I was going to be like, wow, we put him over Michael Caine. <laughs> like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> I appreciate that he didn't get the promotion right away because yeah. that would have been too much like Dark yeah. Knight. You know what I mean? I was afraid they were going to do that when they killed the commissioner. Here. Also, let me pull up this image that I found while looking for stuff because it's, it's – it's, look at this. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's, it's really interesting that this just oh, exists okay. and it doesn't seem to be related to us in any way. Yeah, well, <laughs> there are a lot of people who like words like I do. And so Gonzo for Gordo, that's going to roll off the tongue for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I love Jeffrey Wright in this. I think he he's has great chemistry with Robert Pattinson. I think that the, the buddy cop angle on this is, is really great. And I'm also just a sucker for watching Jeffrey Wright be like, be like a buddy cop with like James Bond. He did that throughout the whole series. I think he's just great. So hopefully they make more movies with him. because especially that uh, Especially that moment of, you know, punch me you gotta go yeah. get the fuck out of here like pull that I, punch I, yeah just, I, 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 just, I did, I, did. <laughs> I, lo- I love his performance I've, I've i love him in anything he does yeah yeah he's fantastic i want you all to know i've settled a bit and i've cleared my mind and i did know a carpenter like jesus wouldn't be it wasn't laying carpet but carpentry for some reason i did did think was involved carpet but i thank you kevin for setting me straight and i want you all to be I'm, i thank you all for being on this journey with me no today a lot of things have happened to me so we're fucking Welcome at the goddamn mayor's house, all right? The goddamn body's there. It's got the face all taped up. No more lies, right? And then there's the card for Batman, and Batman opens it, and he's like, Ugh. and what does a liar do even after he's dead or whatever, right? And he's like, lie still. And then about this time, the commissioner busts in. We don't know, we don't know he's a commissioner. He busts in. He's like, what the fuck's going on? Why is this guy here? Blah, blah, blah. I'm mad and get a move. You're just lieutenant. And if we hadn't been partners, ooh, we, we would have had trouble, Jimmy. Ooh, and Jimmy's wee. like, I'm so sorry, sir. And so, Louisiana. Ooh, he's like, get him out of here. Yeah. Get him out of here. You know what I mean? And so, uh, Batman's looking around at stuff too, and he like looks at the floor, and like then the woman who's taking photos of evidence comes over, and she notices she takes a photo of it and shit like that, because Batman's real uh, inquisitive. He's good. He finds He's things. good. Yeah, yeah. And so then, you know, Batman bounces. Um, they do the press conference, right, where they're like, "Yeah, this sucks. Fucking the dude was my friend. You know, the mayor's dead, though. But we'll catch this guy because we're the cops and we catch everybody. We catch all the bad guys, whatever. And everybody's like, "Good enough for me." And that, and that, we are back at the you Frank, know, back I, cave. Uh, quick oh, question here. Yeah. If this happens in real life and like there's about to be an election, what happens? Do they pull out another candidate out of nowhere and or what? Like, I think she just runs unopposed, right? Isn't the lieutenant governor seems... become governor or mayor, lieutenant mayor? And then, uh, yeah, uh, Kevin, I'm it. glad I'm really glad mayor. you bring. I'm really glad you bring this up because um, I I didn't think that mayors were that important. Where at the end they're like, we have to protect the mayor, like. I feel like they treated her like the president in movies with like, we got to get the president on Air Force One immediately out of here. Like I, it was kind of a uh, interesting the way that she was being treated. Like she was like, well, remember, she just, 
What's the mayor up? just died, got killed by a psycho killer. So they probably would put a little bit more of a protective detail on the the incumbent candidate, right? Or not the incumbent, mm. the uh, the new candidate. The opposite, that is yeah. true, but they were also in a unprecedented flood situation. That also, yeah, I, I feel like maybe all human life should be like a little bit more equalized. That's not. Uh, that's that's not. If you're like one of these like hired goons, secret servicey types, like that's when you're like, I got, I have one mission: protect yeah. this thing. Yeah, that's when I, they're. My activated. wife and kid have already been swept out to sea. I imagine. That's, yeah, that's I'm true. Here, I'm riding this mission to the ground. I just feel like yeah. if somebody raids the White House to kill the president. Like you're like, soup. we got to protect the president, right? But like, if somebody like raids City Hall, like we have to protect the mayor at all costs. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just different no, levels. I, mean, I don't know. Who cares? But I mean, that's stupid. how it works, though. Like, yeah, if someone right, were, yeah. yeah. If somebody raids, kind of funny. You all form up on me, right? You got to protect yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? exactly. <laughs> um, I will say this: if there's ever, it's funny because they were like, "Well, this is every in case of a hurricane, everyone go to this the stadium." And I'm thinking it's going to be like the stadium from Dark Knight, where it's like kind of elevated. But instead, it's a hockey stadium, or like it goes down into the ground. I'm like, is this the best place to tell the entire city to go when something's flooding? Is this maybe we should figure this out? Maybe they do need a new mayor because the old mayor was not really cut. He didn't make good evacuation plans whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. So yeah, Batman bounces, and we this is where you get the motorcycling around the city. You know, and he's going around. We get a good tour of Gotham, and then he goes down like you know the old Wayne tunnels or whatever to show up at uh, the base of the so Wayne cool. building and do some more Batman research, right? Because this is there was the cipher in this card, right? That's the first cipher, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love by the and way that, that he lives in, under underneath Wayne Tower, not in Wayne Manor in yeah. this movie. I, I do feel like the cipher is where the and it's I, I it's one of those things that's it's hard to avoid it but um the the cipher is kind of where the mystery of it is no longer in our hands where it's like oh they have the code for the cipher and this this big thing they got to figure it out and suddenly we're just like all right it, it hope, happens off they figure screen. it out yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh talking about the his, his house in the wayne tower like nick was talking about the gothic kind of look of the 89 batman gotham itself like i loved that we got that in his house like i love the design of it his house where it looks so of a specific time period and very 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 stylized and like kind of like gargoyle-esque but interior which i thought was a really cool unique thing i haven't seen before and i think it's really cool to double down on that in this gotham city that we get that does feel super real and him being in this tower that you'd imagine the inside is a bit more modern and cool like like you know like dope led shit and instead it's like really castlevania bloodborne I yeah thought that was a yeah. cool cool touch yeah for sure there was definitely a good look to that um this is where they introduce alfred he comes down right he's like he sees the cipher he takes it and starts working on it too or whatever and then they're you know they're looking at stuff and uh this is when we see that batman uses these contacts that record everything which is a do- super dope idea so and cool like, really cool idea in a way to explain how he would be there and detecting everything um I forget if this is the cipher where Alfred walks away and figures it out for figures out early down there or he, whatever. He he figures out part of it and then shows it to uh, our little boy Vengeance. When he goes upstairs for that meeting or whatever with the stock people. Well, he hides it then, but later, yeah, but- like back in the Batcave, he shows it to him and, and that's where Batman's like, what if it's just like looking at yeah, the yeah. whole thing? Yeah. I was not expecting the whole contact lens thing. Again, I was not. Sure. Uh, I, cool. I'm not. Maybe I missed the origin of that, and I don't really think it necessarily matters. But um, I do. Lo- I did love hearing that this was his second year, and this is like kind of he's still kind of new and uh, figuring all this out. But I was not expecting that tech angle of it. But there was still kind of like, even though it's super futuristic, 
uh, that just that technology, this these contact lenses that record everything. I loved how it's still uh, the tech itself still seemed old. The way that the, the screens that they were looking at, yeah, like every, everything that they were looking at, it still had like this sort of like as if they were watching it on an old rounded like CRT TV. I don't know. Yeah. It's still, it still it seemed very kind of like steampunky in a way. I don't know. It, 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 it's very cool. It reminded me a lot of Blade Runner when when they're looking at stuff in the original Blade Runner and it's super high tech, but it's on that 4.3 TV. And it's yeah. the, everything looks just a little blurry. Like it's just a little out of focus and very cool. Yeah, no, honestly, Blade Runner is a good thing to bring up because earlier we were saying the the groundedness of the Nolan trilogy, but then also the seven elements. I got a lot of Blade Runner 2049 vibes mm -hmm. from this movie, not just from the visuals, but just kind of from the way the movie's presented. And I think the tech is a, a big piece of that as well. So eventually we get drive, right? That's what we get, Kevin, when we figure it all out. Yes. And so that then he, he, Batman doubles back to the mayor's house, right? And he drops in. Yeah, this is yeah. He drops in here, right? And then Gordon's with him, and they look around, and they the mayor had his thumb cut off, remember, or whatever. So they go right. through the cars. He's like, man, he's got a lot of cars. The, the mayor shouldn't have this many cars. And he's like, what could be? This could be anything. Blah blah blah. And then he finds the carpenter, the carp, the carpet, the carpet tool, carpet mm -hmm. tool, yes. the carpet tool in the <laughs> the uh, 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 tire of one of the cars. They pull it out. They go in there. What are we looking for? A USB drive. I didn't catch it at first. Like, oh, drive. Okay, cool. That's fun. And they open it up, and there it is, and it's on a thumb. And Gordon's like, oh, man, this guy's a comedian. I like that. Jeffrey Wright killing it. So then they go, and now it's time to go plug it in and see what's up. So they plug it in, and this it's encrypted. Great, yeah. Like, how are we going to open that? And he's like, try the thumb. And he tries the thumb, and the thumb so, opens it up. I, I love that. I, that was really like, good. This was a fun ride to go with. And I thought that, uh, th like, every single time Batman has the answers for everything super quick, really makes you think, like, oh, this guy is – like fucking, you know, Gordon is like, I don't know what this does. And it's like, use the thumb. It's like, ah, oh, he's, so he's, he's very so smart. smart. And that's well, some of the, like those are some of the clever kind of things that I thought were, you know, not the most mind blowing bits of dialogue or, or discoveries, but they still made me go, ah, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. I, I enjoy those little tidbits in addition to what we get later on with the movie with like URL and all of those moments, like, a bit cheesy, but I still I still enjoy them. I don't, I don't know. But that's also like, let's be honest. That is that's that's very Batman and Riddler, right? The, the, like from the earlier stages, there's always a riddle where you're like, I figured that out. It's pretty easy. And all the cops are like, I don't know what he could possibly mean. It's like still like, okay, come on. That's so that's so you bad. But you think back to like the me. the Jim Carrey Batman, where it's like Enigma, Enigma. <laughs> pretty easy. <laughs> Maybe Edward Enigma. Um. So they look in the thing. What do they find? They find photos of the mayor coming out of the iceberg lounge with the penguin behind him, but more importantly, uh, a woman that isn't his wife on his arm. And they're like, uh -oh. "Oh my god, this is crazy!" Oh, no. And then guess what? You hear, choo, 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 choo. Uh, there was like a you know a protocol in there that then sent the photos to all the news agencies from uh, Jim Gordon's email, which I thought was also a great move. Like I was like, "That's, that's why cool. whenever you're." connecting a usb that you don't know where it came from make sure you disconnect the wi-fi or internet to your computer it's a great point prevent it all that i just do it on kevin's computer it reminded me of the office damn it with, Nick. The, with the photos of uh of 
um, oh, what's her face? Jan. Jan, Jan. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. Um, so now the hunt is, so that's out there. It's out into the public. Now the, the heat is on and the hunt is on to find this woman. Who could, who's this woman? You know what I mean? And uh, she's going to be important to the thing because she'll do the main, and the commissioner probably gets killed somewhere in here. I forget when. But like that happens at some point. He's the next guy because he's dirty or whatever too, right? And uh, they're like, "Okay, cool." He gets killed off screen, right? No, I don't know. I don't think we ever see him die, right? Because the next person we see die is the DA. Scars guard, scars and right, 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 right. right, We see we see a clip of him with some sort of oh, right. He's got the rat thing. Oh, the rat eating him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which again, another one of those moments where I was like, "Oh, they're really trying to be seven here," because it reminded me of like the contraptions that that the people we put in seven, but it just didn't have the same. I was kind of confused by that part. I I don't think it was communicated super well as to, like, obviously we had seen that character earlier in the movie, but I, I didn't really recognize who it was in there, and so Mm -hmm. it took me a while to realize who the character was and kind of make that <laughs> mental connection. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't really know who they're talking about right now until they mentioned until they kind of like show, I guess him like later on. Um, yeah. That part was a bit confusing for me. I wasn't sure I who was that. in that we, cage. I do love that later when we go into the Riddler's like lair, we see all the prototypes for yeah. those yeah. things. I thought that was kind of a cool touch. But Very before cool. we get there, um, yeah, iceberg lounge. So Batman's like, gotta go to the iceberg lounge. Batman goes to the Iceberg Lounge, just knock on the door, right? And then the guy opens up, sees he's Batman, and they have the exchange. He closes it, comes back with the other, you, you know on him. He comes back, vengeance. Yeah, what do you got, Nick? I, I'm going to get, this is another Nick criticism that everyone's going to be like, Nick, you're, too, you're being too nice. I, this reminds me it's of the scene. Life. This reminds me of the scene where, he, where Batman just walks into the club in Dark Knight, and Eric Roberts is like, yo, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm just walking into a club. I don't like whenever they choreograph Batman just walking into or out of a building. He's Batman. Why would he need to knock on the door? He can't just sneak into this fucking building with using like subterfuge. That's all I have to say. I mean, he's trying to make a statement to get to the penguin, right? Like again, I, I think I, I in dark Knight, I didn't have a real problem with it. Cause I think at least the great scene of like, you know, word of professional advice. If you want to kill a guy, don't try you. I'm counting on it and drops. Uh, But here, like, I dug it here because it just wasn't what I was expecting. I would have expected the smashing through the giant skylight, coming down, everybody screams, yeah, yeah. This time Batman's coming in and he's establishing to us and them the criminal element that is the Penguin's goons, right? Like, you cannot stop me. And so I liked him coming in like the Terminator, knocking yeah. those guys out, fighting his way up there, getting shot, you know, all these different things. And then Penguin showing up and, and stopping. Be like, all right, come with me. And I like how Penguin handles it because he's yeah. like so cool and suave about it. Just like, hey, 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 it's fine. Let's go and talk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's just, different. At a certain point when Batman's just walking around environments where there's like hundreds of people, it starts to break the reality, like the realism for me of it a little gotcha. bit. Where I start, I start thinking to myself, why wouldn't like 20 people just mob him right now? Like there's like no, I love that rave. Batman is that well, good. the shit out of but, him. But like yeah. the thing, well, Woody, the, the thing about Batman that I love is that he's smarter than that. The reason why yeah. he uses those the, coming through the skylight and stuff, because it's surprise. You can't get beat up by 30 guys with guns yeah, it, if they don't see you coming. And it just feels like super weird to me to have him just hanging out in environments for a large portion of this movie. That this scene and the the part with the cops where I'm like, nobody took his fucking mask off when he's sitting there lying unconscious on this table. There's 30 cops. No one would be like, take the fucking mask off. Let's figure out what this guy is. Yeah. But again, in those moments, we do have them being like, take his fucking mask off. I want to see his face. And you can hear Gordon being like, don't fucking touch him. And eventually someone goes to grab him and Gordon like pushes them away. 
Yeah, it's just like how long has he been knocked out? He's, I mean, he was he was unconscious for how long? They long yeah, enough for I, them to drag him all the way to the police station and put him on this thing. It was kind of yeah, weird. but I, I do think the implication is that he was being protected by Gordon. of course, yeah, of yeah. course. But it's just, but that, but that's such a thin line of real of realism for me, where it's like I don't. Like, Batman can't just be chilling at a Starbucks. And we're getting close to that in this movie where he's just walking around so often that people are like... Like, part of the reason why Batman comes out of the shadows is because he doesn't let people get close enough to his face to see who he is. Because there's that great part in 89 where, where Vicky Vale like, kind of leans in and he dials in the light just to the shine light. in her eye. Because he knows that if she gets too close to him, she's going to be like, you're the dude I made out with two nights ago. Like, you're Bruce Wayne, right? I don't know. That's a, it's a minor criticism, but it's one that I had of the Nolan verse too, where I'm like, the more we see Batman in well, these the, normal environments, the less impact it has on him yeah. being actually Batman. Speaking I, I, on that, I, Colin Farrell uh, did hang out at Starbucks in his uh, prosthetics a lot, and nobody knew it was him. I mean, Jesus yeah. Christ, I watched the movie, and I still yeah, can't yeah. see him in it. Yeah. Like, that's you know, just great I, and great makeup there. I think another thing to note is that like it's it was very like clearly stated, and, and I know I'm like... I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just trying to, like, talk about the explanation they have in the movie itself. But, like, they do make it, like, a big deal that, that um, Bruce, Wayne Bruce Wayne is a recluse. A recluse? Recluse. He's, he's, he yeah, doesn't but, come out of his house ever. But everyone, every single person sees him go, Recognizing holy shit, that's him. Bruce Wayne, yeah. right? Yeah, you're like, right. You're like, right. You on, got me, Nick. You got me. Literally, Colin Farrell goes, don't you know who that guy is? That's Bruce Wayne. And I'm like, does he look a little familiar from like here down? I don't know. Man, Nick hates this movie, dude. I'm with Nick with a lot of what he's saying. Uh, for me personally, it. like that stuff, I, again, I, that's one of those, I try to suspend my disbelief at the door kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because and, to go, no, give me one second. Because I like that it's different. I like that we're seeing Batman in situations we don't normally do. I like that I think it's, it's not world breaking for me personally it, because I don't know the world yet. And I appreciate as this movie goes on, they establish what the world is and how Batman exists and works in it in the way mm-hmm. that, you know, dark Knight rises. One of my huge problems with it was how Batman looked in the light. Batman looked in the daytime because we had yeah. seen two amazing movies that didn't have it like that. And so to see that here and have it established for me, I, of course it's, it's, it's back to like the only redeeming part of green lantern, right? When Ryan Reynolds shows up and, she, and Blake Lab is like, yeah, Hal, and he's like, "How do you know? You think, I've known you for twelve years. You think I don't? You yeah. think you hide your cheekbones? I don't know who you are. Like, yeah. this is establishing that in the same way. I don't watch this and go like, how did he learn to fight? How did he learn to do all this?' And like Andy well, Circus, like I taught you how to fight. I'm like Andy Circus, yeah. were you a ninja? Like, what are you talking about? But I enjoy yeah. it and I have fun and I just watch the movie. No, and, and and obviously I'm I'm over I'm being overly critical of this. You have to suspend your disbelief. This is a Batman movie, and I get that, but. I like it a little bit better when the filmmaker helps me suspend my disbelief a little bit more than this. There's just so many opportunities for like 30 people, 30 cops standing. These are cops, right? Some of these are detectives. You don't think one person would be like, we're just going to remember what this guy looks like and start try to figure out who Batman is. I don't know. There's just, I, having said that, I love the moments where he's, he, that, that scene where he walks in with the cops and, and he lets him in. I like that a lot better than the scene in the bank with dark, with uh, dark Knight. Where they just look over and he's standing there, broad in like broad daylight, and they're like, "Uh, is this guy supposed to be here?" And he's like, "Let him in, it's fine." Anyway, he fights all the way, gets the penguin, talks to penguin, who's the girl? Penguin plays dumb, acts like he doesn't know Earthquake? who the girl is. What? Earthquake? No, not here. Great comic. Great wrestler too. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> him and typhoon man are you kidding me the natural disasters <laughs> we're all yeah. fucking losing it here <laughs> uh but Andy, eventually... oh, that was great earthquake you guys feeling this yeah i think it was maybe barrett fell down or somebody maybe a car <laughs> hit your house 
I like the reality that Barrett fell so like down a flight of stairs that it felt like an earthquake. <laughs> uh, but in the middle of all this, Selena Kyle shows up to give him an old drink. Or Hold whatever, on, right? everyone. Wait, wait, sorry. I just need to need to say this. Twenty-two hours ago, expert no disaster upon disaster looms for the West Coast. It could happen tomorrow. Jesus Big Christ. earthquake could hit Bay Area at any moment. Great, great. Haven't heard that forever. Tim, it's yeah. funny. But it was literally, like, there's a bunch of articles literally yesterday talking about today. Tim, cool I got a text it? at 10:14 a.m. from my mom. Don't use elevators. Be prepared. Y'all might get an earthquake in the near future. Just read it on Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh god and all you heard it here from Andy I'm looking at this wow alright alright I like the Google right NBC Bay Area big earthquake could hit Bay Area any moment the one underneath that is the San Francisco Chronicle experts central US needs to be ready for the next earthquake like SF just pushing it away like no 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 we, we can write these articles too alright don't worry about it get it out of here that's weird wow Anyways, uh, oh, Selena Kyle shows up, and I forget what she does. Maybe she just re- reacts to something that they say about the girl, right? He, she, yes. she tips it. Yeah, she tips that she knows. She, so then, she look, also does like a drug deal, right? Yeah, yeah. She moves some drugs, yeah. some shit or something. Uh, then she leaves. You know, Batman's like, fuck you, Penguin. He leaves. And then Penguin's like, fuck you, Batman. And then, uh, you know, he changes into his Bruce Wayne outfit and sits on a motorcycle. And then Selena Kyle comes out and then he follows Selena Kyle back to her apartment. And then he gets a cool vantage point. And he's got his little mask on like this. He's got a little uh, mono, mono, mono. At scope. first, I thought it was a Riddler. Sure, that makes sense. Were we supposed to be thrown off by that? Because I feel like it very much felt like Paul Dano was kind of doing the same thing that he was doing in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's a lot of thematic things in this movie that link them, like the whole orphan kind of thing, even between mm-hmm. Catwoman, Batman, I, and Riddler, and then even just like the whole vengeance thing of like the, why Riddler's doing it all. Like, I thought they did a, a decent job. I don't think a great job, but a decent job at connecting all those elements so that throughout it, we are kind of multiple times like, is this Riddler or Batman? And then it's revealed. You're like, oh, okay. I, I didn't like the, they, they actually were like, hush, dramatically. Oh, right. Right. I was like, oh, you didn't need to do that. Big like, reference right there. Story. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even read comics, but I was like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. See what they do. Yeah, I think that that's uh, a little later. But the news reported that the Riddler references and who Thomas Wayne is accused of ordering the death of has the last name Elliot. Thomas yep. Elliot in the comics becomes the killer known as Hush, whose father wasn't able to be saved by Dr. Thomas Wayne. The movie even has the word Hush over a picture of Elliot yep. when talking about the Hush money he refused from Thomas Wayne, possibly hinting at his son appearing in the future to exact revenge. When they did the Elliot stuff, I leaned over to Barrett and I was like, are they about to make Riddler hush? Because I thought that's where we were going, is that he was going to be the reporter's son who was then mm-hmm. put into the orphanage and that's where yeah. we went from. But I think that was just a red herring and yeah, I don't know. not appreciate it, was, it, it, Greg. I did not but, appreciate it. Well, I mean, did you watch the animated movie Hush that they put out recently? I think so. Remember, they changed the ending. <laughs> <for that. laughs> I honestly don't remember. I think I saw it. They, they they deviate there and Riddler becomes Hush in that one when you're like, oh, oh is that the case? That no, I guess Weird I didn't see it. Choice. No, it's fine. Don't clip it that up. was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen Kevin do in my life. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm planning some like other w- different work stuff that I'm trying Great. my hardest Fantastic. to figure out. 
And so uh, <laughs> Selena talks to the girl that was in the photo. She fucking bounces immediately because she's got to go get uh, her passport. I don't know if she, we don't hear that though. I think we just see it. We see Selena go in, get in her cat suit, get down really quickly, and then get on her motorbike. And Bruce gets on his motorbike, and then he follows her over to the mayor's house. And then he dresses like Batman, and then he comes into the mayor's house while she's cracking the safe. He's like, "You're good at that." She's like, "Ah." Right. And then you like, "What? Do, do you got the fever?" You know what? I I do think I do. I think I I, I got scratched the other day. I might have some fever. What's up, everybody? That was a short <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Cat Scratch Fever, where we rank and review all the cat women of the Batman <laughs> in review universe. Currently, the, sta- the list stands like this. Number one, Anne Hathaway in Dark Knight Returns. Number two, Michelle Pfeiffer in Returns. Number three, 66 Catwoman. Number four, Lego Batman's Catwoman. And number five, Catwoman in Catwoman. Where are we putting Selena Kyle, a.k.a. Catwoman, from the Batman? If I may. Kevin Quello, the floor is yours. Let's hear what you have to say about Zoe Kravitz's performance. I think this is the easy number one. There was like the casting in this movie, I think is perfect. She Zoe Kravitz, Zoe Kravitz, right? She is phenomenal. Every time she fights the, the brutality and quickness of it is very impressive. And then like all the background stuff that's going on and how she like stealthily like gets into places. I love her costume with like when we first saw the little uh, beanie, that she was using, I was like, yeah. ah, I look stupid. But once it was on, it, I grew to very fond of it. Yeah. yeah. Her second I, time as Catwoman. She was our Catwoman in Lego Batman. Whoa. Oh, right. oh. I forgot about that. Um, I, I'm with Kevin on this one. I thought she was great. I thought she blew Anne Hathaway out of the water as far as like just her ability to like really sink into that role. Uh, again, granted, I was never a huge fan of Anne Hathaway as a Catwoman role. You guys remember? I just I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think she really quite it. nailed it. But but Zoe Kravitz, I think, just made this her own. I think she's. I think it's the standout performance for the movie. She's number one for me as well. She's fantastic. I struggle yeah. here because I love Zoe Kravitz. I thought she was great. I didn't really love what they had Catwoman do in this movie. I thought Catwoman mm. in this was fine. And I liked what they had uh, Anne Hathaway's Catwoman do better in, in Dark Knight. I do still think this is number one at the end of the day, but I don't think that it's like a runaway number one. I think it's a little closer. Also, hold on, hold on. Oh. Is it a wig? I don't know. Wigging out with Scarpine? No, and Andy, because I want to just kind of just talk about how like when she had the <laughs> wig on in the beginning, when she had the wig in the beginning, yeah. I thought that was her real hair, and I thought she went through like a haircut yeah. for the later shorter hair scenes. Oh, really good yeah. wig. Like wig spiracy got me, Nick. There it is. But see, the, the thing is this. This is wig spiritually throwing you for a loop because there's a reason behind these wigs. They're all the women were wearing them at the club as sort of like their their part of their costume or their their uniform at the club. When she takes it off, I think it's I think she disappears into those and those are the characters that she's playing. And you're not yeah. quite sure if she's ever sincere or not. And I love that the whole purpose for her being there was like there was two reasons for her being in that specific club but the main reason was just to fucking rob them like get close to that money and take it which she does by the way remember she gets away with one of those yeah. sacks of money yeah. and like i don't think they bring that up ever she's like nah, i still have that don't worry i about mean that she's deal. she's still a cat burglar i also yeah. like that she gets called a cat burglar i love it i love i love the and in this scene specifically she comes down and she cracks into the safe and he's like you're yep. really good at that and she everything she does in this is so eloquently choreographed and perfectly done and then they have that little like to sort of dance where they fight and she holds her own. It's great. Uh, yeah, he she's great. actually beat her. It's a unanimous number one. I put her there too. I think she crushed it. I think I love her performance. I love her uh, Selena. I love the motivations. I love the fact that, you know, 
grounded is a weird way but you know what i mean it, it feels real for what they're doing i think it's a great interpretation i like her relationship with batman um also i like this and the live chat z pole six gaming goes also apparently zoe kravitz is jason momoa's stepdaughter Used well if you'd like to, me yeah, to, if you'd like so to if you'd like me to blow your mind she's also lenny kravitz's daughter and lisa bonet's daughter <laughs> like you don't oh, have yeah. to bring jason momoa into the picture at all she has two celebrity parents already not let yeah. alone a third and if you you're all trying to say used to be remember i just saw the headline yesterday lisa bonet and jason momoa trying to make it work again there's still chance out there there's still good news for all, all of us yeah great news for all of us andy great news Anyways, uh, well, they start rolling around and, you know, doing all sorts of cat and bat stuff up there. And it's cool. And then they, they the cops come because they're still it's still a crime scene. They're coming they're like, what the hell's going on in here? But they're seeing the Batman's got her mouth covered. and They're like pressed up against thing, And then they stop. And Batman's like, listen, I don't want to fuck with you at all. I just need to know what's going on with the girl or whatever. And she's like, well, listen, the mayor's got my friend's passport. I'm trying to get that out of the safe. We get that. We can go about it. Batman takes. It. He's like, I'll do that. But you got to help me. And she's like, OK, but I'm only in it to protect my friend or whatever. And so then now it's a buddy cop again, which, again, I wasn't expecting this early on the film and i appreciated it right you know totally so now we go back to the iceberg lounge we send selena in there she's got her own contact lenses and earpiece in there she's not thrilled with it but batman can see and hear everything right and so she's doing it and she's scanning and this is where bruce is like waking up to the fact that all of gotham is dirty right like everybody's in there the da everybody else everybody who's you know the priests and the the, club the the nuns that yeah they're in the club yeah right the club within the club 33 or whatever fucking know about that yeah and so like he's like whoa this is crazy and then eventually yeah she walks by uh uh the da uh played by peter sarsgaard right uh mm-hmm. the guy the sarsgaard uh professor from the thor movies his son and then also of course uh, the guy from shattered glass because he's dope as hell yeah, uh, dude that was his oh my god oh is it the other guy is it the true blood there's the other so many times remember that podcast did about how many sarsgaards are there the true blood <laughs> The True Blood guy and the kid that played It are related. I believe they yeah, are the sons of, of the, uh, the, the Thor Skarsgard, guy, who is the Thor guy slash uh, dra- dragon tattoo uh, guy. This guy, different spelling for Skarsgard, I think. My oh, apologies, okay. everybody. I, oh. I really wanted just to get in there to make a Shattered Glass reference because I loved him in Shattered Go Glass. For it. So if, if you're watching Shattered Go Glass, he's it. great. You did great in that yeah. movie. Everybody should you watch it. You have Nick's permission, Greg. Great <laughs> journalism movie, Shattered Glass. I own it on DVD and on Amazon Prime. So this if anybody wants to borrow it, let me know. That played Anakin, right? Isn't that as well? Yeah, oh yeah. Hayden Christensen, he's in yeah. Shattered Glass. Uh, many say his best performance of all time. Yeah. There's a Scars Garden Big jumper. Little Lies with. That's, that's True Blood. That's True's Blood. That's True Blood. Yeah. If you haven't watched, and that's the thing, I'll tell you right now, if you haven't watched Big Little Lies, turn off this fucking shit you've been watching for, what, an hour and a half and go watch some true Big Little Lies. Wait, Big hold Lies. on. Zoe Kravitz is in that show? She is, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, she's great in it, too. And so cool. is Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Who, remember, Fell we gave a five by five. Fell on the ball. Fell on the ball. <laughs> I mean, speaking of, we could do it right here. Hit it. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Is there, is there a barrel of the ball? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Kevin, ring, ring the bells. Ring the bells. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bell of the Batman. This is where we rank the love interests in the Batman uh, cinematic universe that doesn't include the DCEU cinematic universe. Number one is Katie Holmes in Batman Begins. Number two is Vicky Vale in 89. Number three is Maggie Jill in Ha 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 in Dark Knight. Number four is Andrea in Phantasm. Number five is Catwoman slash Tally in Dark Knight Returns. Number six is Catwoman in Returns. Number seven is Benjamin Brandt slash Tom Long Long. Uh, Chase (laughs) Meridian in Batman Forever comes in at number eight. Number nine is Russian Catwoman 66. And number 10 is Pat. Catwoman slash Talia in Dark Knight Returns. Where do we want to put Zoe Kravitz? Can we just oh. go over Benjamin Brad's really, name like, again? What a terrible yeah, name Benjamin yeah, Brad yeah. had in that movie. 
It, she should count. Like, yeah. there's well, definitely she, yeah. a relationship. Like, I, I, and I, because I'm having a conversation on a fucking podcast where we talk about everything. That's and why we're, having, we're responding. All right, don't hit the bell. <laughs> I, I, I think one of the strengths. There it is. Dodge it. Dodge it. Great. I think one of the strengths of the movie is the chemistry between them. I think they have absolutely a, they have a heat. And when yeah. they make they out, they do the have. First, like, Ooh, yes, that is good. I'm Tom Lone. Tom Lone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Are you always alone? Yeah, that's why I'm Tom, Tom Lone. Lone. God, this movie. <laughs> okay. That's for everyone. I like I, I still think we I, see this is one of those situations where it gets upsetting the way you guys voted because I think Vicky Vale should be at the top of this list. Well, I, I don't think it's one, Greg. I don't think the Zoe Kravitz is better than uh, Vicky Vale. I do think she's better than Katie Holmes, though. So like how do I how, how do I vote? I guess I will let my my dislike of the Katie Holmes character win out and I will say I'd put her at number one. I put Zoe Kravitz at number one. Perfect. I put it at number two. I, I think that uh, the, the love interest in all the Batman movies are are we still haven't had a great one, and I think that Vicky there is Bale. chemistry between Catwoman and, and Batman in this. But I, I think that a lot of it is kind of just like oh, they're supposed to be together, so they are, as opposed to them creating a believable situation for for me to believe in them as a love interest couple. Nick, Greg, I just got to know: Are we going to try to love each other? God, Vicky feels so good. You know, I'd like to. What a movie. What a movie. But yeah, we'll put her at number one. That seemed like me and Nick Excellent. voted one. Kevin seemed good on that. I'm cool I, with that. I went one with as well. All right, cool. There you go, everybody. Bell of the ball, number one. Zoe Kravitz, congratulations. Let her know. Uh, we're in there. The DA, we see him. He's doing drugs. He's doing the blip blop or whatever the fuck they call it. The drop drop blip blop. He's doing the, the drops. drops. He's, He's doing dropped. the lemon drops right into his fucking eyeballs or whatever. Looks gross. And so like, and this is my thing too, is like, guess what? The Batman, the Matt Reeves, there's a lot of drugs out there already. Just fucking man up and have them do black tar okay. heroin or whatever yeah. the fuck's over there. You know what I mean? Why we gotta do oh, no, they're doing for They're sake. doing this thing. What does it do? I don't know. It's a little bit of adrenaline. It seems like they're all right. We're making know, up fake drugs, I, you know? But it's like I, I like to think that they're building up, you know, to making the venom, right? Venom venom. Oh, he has the venom at the end of this motherfucker. I no, think that, that was, was just, just straight adrenaline. up adrenaline, it adrenaline. yeah. It was green, but it though. did have that green tinge to it. Yeah, but they got it. They got it. You know how yeah. dumb everybody is in Kansas? They'd get this movie. They'd get the storyboard since they don't have electricity. They'd be looking through it. They'd be like, what, what is this? What is the drug they do? They'd be like, Greg, they were like, careful. <laughs> like don't, get the, don't get the candles too close to the storyboards. They'll light on fire. <laughs> I fucking hate you, Kansas, with every fiber of my fucking <laughs> Anyways. God damn it. Anyways, the DA, the drops, the thing. He starts finally, oh, yeah, you know, we got a mole, and there's a mole in the mole, mole, mole. And, like, she's like, okay, cool. I'm going to bounce. And then, or no, something walk. Oh, Maroney, Maroney walks Maroney. in, right? No, yeah. Uh, yeah, not Maroney. Um, Falcone. 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 And fucking A, John Turturro. I forgot. I didn't know oh. he was in this movie. Me either. And I was like, motherfucker, what a badass John Turturro is. That was a it's, cool, like, Matt Damon-like sort of cameo, cameo moment for me. Like, oh, John Turturro. Yeah, <laughs> like I was really yeah. excited. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're Falcone? That's awesome. Yeah. You know what it's Hell like? Yeah. It's like it's like when you don't think you're like a friend you're looking forward to is going to come to the party, and then they show up. You're like, "Fuck, Andy's here!" Right? Yeah, on, nice. All right, let's go. All right, yeah. And so he shows up, and she takes out her thing, and she flips out because she was just in it to help him. But you know, blah blah blah. blah. And so like, uh, she bounces away, and she leaves. And uh, Batman's like, "Damn, fuck." Uh, but and I know, but I know there's a mole now. And, uh, oh, then, the, yeah, the DA walks outside. He tries to get with Catwoman, Idiot. right? And she's like, no, 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 no. She leaves, no, and he's like, man, I I was great in Shattered Glass, but I'm high on this lemon drop right now. I got to go to my car. And so he gets in his car, and Riddler's in the back seat. He's like, what's up, motherfucker? And he's like, oh, no. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nitpick in the most dumbass nitpicky way possible. Please do. But I, I thought it multiple times watching this. There's something about the set 
of right outside the the club with the taxis mm-hmm. keep going by that I just thought didn't work. Like yeah. I felt like it felt lesser quality than the rest of the stuff, and it just was kind of weird that there was just constant taxis going by this thing. But again, dumbass nitpick that is mm. really stupid. But I kept thinking about it. I I liked how that was that little front area was such an important part. Like we see a couple times what we later find out is Riddler's perspective of, or like the photos that were taken from his apartment that was mm-hmm. right up, up top. And also uh, when the, when the, the DEA comes out or the DA comes out, um, we also, it cuts to the, his car's perspective, which we then later find out, Oh, it's cause the Riddler is chilling in there waiting. So it was his yeah. perspective. And I, you- I liked how that space was being used for that. What do you think the rent on his apartment? What do you think oh, he's paying? Super cheap. Club, the, the Iceberg Club is not in a great part of town. Yeah, I'm at the Riddler's apartment. Well, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what he's saying. Maybe 500 a month. You know, you figure like he's got one of those didn't seem very apartments big. where like there's no bathroom. You got to go down the hall for the bathroom. Oh, uh, you there. think yeah. so? A yeah, bachelor pad. Yeah, yeah, you're sharing it. It's Shared restrooms. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. No AC. So, yeah, you know, Riddler abducts that guy. Boom. We don't really know what's going on, but we know there's like a flashing light thing he puts around his neck or whatever. Like he's a dog getting walked at night. It's a Kanye song. Um, And so then guess what? It's time to uh, go to the mayor's memorial, right? It's like that's happening. I'm sure there's some interstitial shit. We probably talked to Alfred. Maybe we're mean to Alfred here. Yeah, Nick. Uh, I misspoke, by the way. So I think Colin Farrell does not know who he is in this scene, right? I think it's Carmen Falcone who goes, oh, don't you know who that is? That's, That's Bruce Wayne. So earlier when we were talking about how Penguin would have known who he was, that was wrong. Mm. Well, I appreciate you coming to honest truth about that, you know? Coming into the light. Exactly. Wow. Uh, so now we're over at the funeral, and, like, they got valet service, which I thought was weird, but I don't know much about, like, celebrity funerals. But they what all drive up there. Cars, what are you going to do with all cars? I mean, I think they would just park somewhere, you know what I mean? But, I don't. again, I don't know how celebrities get buried, yeah. you know what I mean? How cool I could have gone to Ronald Reagan's thing when he was lying in state, but I didn't. Mm, that would have been cool. How cool was Bruce Wayne's, like, stingray, huh? Badass. Yeah, that was one of the things Andy was like, I saw this scene and I thought it was going to be like 1980s. I was like, Andy, that's a Stingray from 1965. Yeah, and he's like, that's oh, a dope okay. car. <laughs> it was cool, though. So Batman rolls up, but he's Bruce Wayne, and he gets out, and some people freak out, and they take photos of him and see him. And then he sees uh, Falcone show up, and he look, the woman's got the boots on, just like Selena wears. He's like, is that Selena? And so he kind of runs up on him, and then at the last second they're like, "Wow, get stay the fuck back!" And they turn around, and and, and then's when the guy, the woman turns around, and it's not Selena, and that's when Falcone's like, "Hey, don't you, that's Bruce Wayne. He was there. He was there when I fucking got his daddy operated on me, and I saw him standing on the stairs, and I never forget that. Hey, you good kid, you daddy." A lot of backstory exposition we get in this. We're like, "Okay, okay, all right, we're we're caught cool, up. This though. guy's an important character now. Sure, you should know." And so then, yeah, they walk into the funeral, and there's people everywhere, and then there's like a bunch of people in the, on the on the guardrails there. And Bruce stops, and he's looking, at it, and the one guard, the one guy on the other side of the guardrails, down on his luck, and he's like, "Man, fuck these people, and fuck all the rich people, and I'm gonna eat the fucking rich people's faces one day." And Bruce's like, "What?" And he goes, <laughs> "The guy yeah, fades into weird. the darkness," yeah. and I was like, "That guy's gonna come back. That guy's, that guy's gonna come back Joker, to me, right? Yeah, that's gonna, he's gonna be important." And then sure as shit, he's the guy he's mentions at the end. Don't forget. And so, and, and that's not even something I realized. I thought that was just like typical red herring shit, trying to like throw, not necessarily even the audience off because you know Paul Dano's a Riddler, but I think yeah. that that was just something to throw off Bruce Wayne. And I thought it was really neat that. It was Greg who alerted me to that. Like, no, that was the guy who in the funeral. Like, oh, my God, I did not recognize that dude's face at all. I didn't remember him. 
it's just one of those unbelievable things in the movie that there's this many people who are like unhinged like this and there isn't a garbage strike if there was a garbage strike i could really they're like super rats running around i could understand it but without it it kind of falls apart for me right, uh bruce comes in and he's like man this is a cool ass funeral and then the mayor elect shows up and she's like hey bruce wayne you're not doing enough for this fucking city i'd like some of your money oh hold on hold the phone the kid's looking over there and i like i like that kid i'm gonna go pay my respects don't you fucking go anywhere all right and he's like Ooh, and he's got this weird haircut like a bowl cup but not a bowl <laughs> and so she goes over there. They're singing Ave Maria, a great song. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. How, right. did, how did we go this long in this without talking about this? Because that yeah, was like, beautiful. that was when yeah. you knew church was going to be super sad that day, mm-hmm. but it was great. Played at my this, grandmother's funeral. This three hour movie only has three songs that it's allowed yeah. to play. Yep. It is the Batman theme that we hear uh, 10,000 times in different versions, and it's awesome. It is the uh, Nirvana song cover that, from the trailer. And every time they play that, it's pretty awesome. And then there's Ave Maria slash Riddler's theme, which is just like a different pitched version of it. And it's mostly awesome. But I do think that some of it might be a little bit trying to be symbolic of some things. And it, mm-hmm. at least on one watch, didn't really always work for me. Um, I agree with you 100%. And it, it's capped when we're supposed to have this incredibly intense scene later where it's Batman on one side of the glass and Riddler on the other side. And then Riddler starts singing it. And it, I almost started laughing because I'm like, I want to recreate this scene with me and Greg. And I want Greg <laughs> to sing Ave Maria for so long. I just want to hold on him for the whole saga until he starts cry laughing like he does. It, that was a cringeworthy part for me. So uh, this is all is all well and good. We're getting ready for a funeral, and this is going to be a great funeral. Everybody, can you please take your seats? Wait, what's that? There's commotion from outside. What's that? There's commotion. And they're like, uh, and right here, yeah. uh. <laughs> and so like, yeah, this car comes barreling in. We saw it in the trailer. Uh, Bruce runs, grabs the mayor's son, our rock and Robin would be, and then he rolls him out of the way. The car slams into the thing. Everybody's panicking, running around, look, running the other way. Bruce notices one guy at the top of the thing isn't running away. This might have happened actually when he heard the engines revving. But it doesn't matter. There's one dude up there uh, dressed in his little city slicker or whatever, right? And he doesn't run away, but then he does finally move away. And then they, they all panic, and they try to move on the car, and there's a bunch of shit written on the car. And like, get out of the car. We're a bunch of cops. And then the what, car door what, opens. Yeah. Was that the Riddler up top? Yeah. Yeah. This actually, this shot reminded me a, a little bit, and then I just I'm drawing this parallel for me. I don't think they meant to, but of the shot where Batman's like watching Joker on the steps, and he just and everyone starts shooting. Oh yeah, sure, shot. I see that. I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looked at that, and everyone was like turned the wrong way, and he was looking at Batman. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah then it gets out and guess what it's the guy from Shattered Glass and he's got a phone taped to his hand and his mouth's all taped up and he's got a weird thing on there all like bomb run away and they all run away and so then it's a hostage or not a hostage it's a bomb situation and so he's sitting inside the phone's ringing by the way the phone's it's also a hostage situation mm-hmm. you know you don't know Kevin maybe that's part of the plan maybe he wanted to bomb us and he wanted to think he was a hostage yeah and but so, we know you know I love the I, I love the impersonal sort of robot what like yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah, the immediate sort of like shot of like mm-hmm. I, I, it just it was really you know interesting visually of this man who was terrified to die, and here comes a little drone robot. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 and so yeah, uh, everybody's too afraid to go in there because they are wusses, but not Batman. He clumps on in there, and the cops start freaking out outside. Oh. Oh. Batman is in there. Greg, it's because he has a bombproof suit. We find out in moments. And a, a Don't face. Don't even get me started. Proof. Yeah. No, he also. covered his face. He covered his face right yeah. before it exploded. Yeah. Which oh, was, I which didn't see that. Yeah. Is one Let's of the things Alfred, I do just appreciate. the fact that Alfred threw his bomb a little bit away? Yeah, Alfred throws yeah, his bomb's weaker in this away. universe. Yeah. Lame. 
Uh, but yeah, he gets up there and he the cops outside are mad. And then, you know, they, they answer the phone. And guess what? It's the Riddler on FaceTime. But he's also streaming it on Twitch. And he's like, whoa, fuck. All right, cool. This is very uh, like our life. And so then it's like, like you, right, cool. you have 30 seconds to answer these riddles. By the way, thank you for the yep. five yeah, exactly. subs. Appreciate that. Yeah. I- <laughs> If you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime, and I would love that to help take down Gotham. There's that part later where he's actually talking to like his subscribers, and it sounds like us. It's fucking so meta and good. Well, that clip is also not something he had released to the public, right? So he's not using the voice distorter. Yeah, he's like, "Thanks guys, yeah, (laughs) thanks guys." Couldn't done this without your support. I love that part. So yeah, and there's an answer to these three riddles. If you can do it, I'll let you go. Of course, you know he's not gonna let him go, and you know he's not gonna fuck. That's because he didn't keep his promise. Yeah, exactly. He didn't do the riddle. Is that what happens? I don't even remember what the third yeah, one is. Yeah, the third one anymore. is what, like, who is the rat? Who the, who and he's the like, rat oh, yeah. right, 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 right. He's right, like, if right, I tell right, them, right. they'll kill my family. Like, I'm already dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stop being a wuss about it. You know what I mean? Like, sacrifice your family? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, I'm already dead. Well, then why do we just waste four hours? You ruined this guy's funeral. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put this thing on. And if you don't, oh my I'm, God. I'm putting this thing on your neck. And if you don't tell me who, uh, you don't tell me who the rat is, I'm fucking not going to do it. It's just killing me. He, he didn't know that was the last question, Greg. Had, had uh, Riddler asked him right away, maybe he would have been like, oh, no, just fucking blow me up. That's yeah, we could have done, done a two for one. I would have let my yeah. family be like, hey, just come to this. That well, then, uh, you know, anyway. then when he gets I'm to that one, just you. answer with a laugh then. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there comes a point when you know you've, pl- you've played all your moves. And if that would have been like, you know, get to the random, like, whew, you know what I mean? Sorry, I'm, Batman, I, you should leave. I <laughs> just can't a, do this. Like, I'm not going to be able to do this. I mean, that's definitely what he does do. He's he like, ah, I'm fucked. Yeah, I'm he fucked. Does, yeah, he worries about himself and he panics. I'm saying, take care of Batman. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to, Riddler, I'll, oh, I would have done this. You know what I mean? I'd be like, Riddler, listen, sorry. I didn't know that's what you're looking for. Let me get out of this church. This seems like a nice church. I don't need to blow up in here. All right, I'll blow up somewhere else for you. All right, don't worry. Actually, what cop do you like the least? Yeah. I'll walk over to that hug cop. Him. Right I'm going to go hug him. I would have fucking I would have ratted out everybody and then like, hey, FBI, I hope you're watching this. Put me into witness protection program like Falcone is not more powerful than like the National Army. Yeah, Falc- but like the, the, the like the, the Gotham police, the Gotham you know? PD the, are in his pocket. Army. Not everybody, the, Kevin. Remember when you well, walk yes, outside? That's true. But like enough of them that in, in the like yeah, next fucked. 15 minutes, he could be like, all right, go over here and kill his family. Do you think that the last question he thought he was going to ask was, what is the last slice of pizza? Riddle me this. What's the last slice of pizza always left? Is it pepperoni or is it supreme pizza? It's always the one with all the bullshit on it. It's always supreme. I don't think a riddle ever ends with a choice. Like, riddle me this. What's the last slice of pizza left? Because I think it's always supreme. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I think it's always supreme. Anyways, the bomb goes thinking? off. Batman goes flying, but he protects his face. Um, we Smart. then... Yeah, we wake up then, right? Or we don't wake up, but Batman's about to wake up, and then like the police, like evidence locker or whatever, with police all around him, and then they find the thing off his face. They pop, and he's like showing his bat thing. He's like, "Oh my god, this guy's rabid." The bomb thing was another moment for me where I feel like they like ratcheted up a lot further yep. than the than necessary, and it kind of took me out of it. Where it's like 
what wouldn't that have fucked up his face? I don't care yeah, if he covered yeah. it. Like yeah. that's just why Total. it didn't need to be like that. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, but instead it's just not it has a concussion effect that knocks him down. Uh anyways, yeah, they don't take off his mask. Uh everybody wants to the cops are ready to like, you know, throw Batman in the clink, as they say. Uh, because he's just a crazy freak. And so Gordon's like, give me five minutes with him or whatever. I'll fucking do this. And he, Gordon punches him in the chest. I like that. I yeah, love yeah. this. God, I love yeah. that. I and love then, Jeffrey's yeah, right. Jeffrey Wright, like mugging for the camera. All right. Yeah, you gotta like, go here. You gotta go there. You, you gotta get out of here. Also, We're just doing this over and over again. Like, oh, you gotta the, punch me. You gotta make it look good. The the conversation he has is he's trying to calm him down, and he's like, "This is not the right way to do it." Like, it's so it. There's so many layers to the relationship that they have that are like kind of just put out there in this moment. And I I really liked it. Me too. Yeah, I love everything with uh, Batman and Gordon, like I said, at the top of the show. Um, but Greg's actually, like, Gonzo we, for Gordo, it turns out. I am Gonzo for Gordo. Jeffrey Wright, if you're watching, good job. Five out of five performance. Uh, so yeah, we already know what happens, right? Boom, punches him. Hey, all the cops freak out. Uh, so many of the cops here are just doing the New York accent, too. They are the... <laughs> If you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Sorry, who was that? What what soundbite was that? Excelsior! Yeah, I am Gonzo for Gordo. That's right. I am Gonzo. Good job. Uh... And so yeah, Batman runs and he runs up the building and he's he's you know he's shooting stuff he's doing the, the repelling and stuff and he gets up there and that's the cops cool. run in and that's what we talked about he runs the edge and then he still does it that. and he pulls his thing and like I think everything I like everything about it until he should be decapitated and killed like the guy yeah. the girl in Hereditary but like boom. I, I wish at this point he like taken a week off or something you know what I mean because he hits that shit hard For sure. and like there's a moment where he kind of like struggles away and then the next scene he's just fine <laughs> I. I, Did you only, notice that there are certain sequences where he has his shirt off, and I'm like, "Is he growing bat wings? What are those? Those bat are all muscles scars doing? and shit." Yeah, no, but there's scars. no, but there's a moment where he's like kind of hunched over, and his back muscles are so pronounced that it looked like something was about to protrude from his back. <laughs> How do you think his abs looked, though, Andy? Were they born, born in labs? Now it's time to rank those abs. What's up, everybody? Abs. Welcome to your 19th podcast within a podcast. Rank those abs. Uh, Robert Pattinson looks good. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He I don't think he looks at, He doesn't look as good as Bale in Batman Begins because no. Bale put on like 30 pounds of muscle and just looks like a thrasher. I, I but think he looked great without a he shirt looked on. Great. He looked, he looked great. I think he looked really big. He, he put on a, a good he amount of muscle. muscle. Yeah. yeah. And he and and he, he ends up being a little bit more imposing because I think they cast either they either made him taller with lifts or they cast really short people around him. But every time someone comes up he? to him, I don't think he's that tall. But every time everyone comes up to him, they're like he's like looking down on people, which I thought was a nice little effect. Uh, he doesn't actually he doesn't look as big as I remember him in this photo that I found. He looks but great. I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's it's yeah, a I mean, good looking. He looks like he put like yeah. he's built. He is he put muscle he, on for this. Role. His his body reminds me of uh, Adam West. You know, I think Oof. he could rock the Adam West suit. At least I mean, he one. would make the Adam West yeah. suit look really good. Yeah, I think he's yeah, got way more saying. definition than Adam West. Yeah, so he's well, an inch taller. He's Adam inch West taller than great. Christian Bale, but three inches shorter than 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 Ben Affleck. And for some reason, he is. Uh, uh, way six. taller than Kristen Stewart. I don't know why Wait. she's in comparison for this on Google search, but that's fine. Man, you're giving us a lot of different height ranges. How, <laughs> yeah, why would he just tell us his height? How tall is he? Yeah, wait, because like when <laughs> you say like, he's I guess, three inches shorter than Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck like seven, he's eight. He's one. got it, yeah. Ben Affleck's oh. six, four. He's six, six, four. Uh, Pattinson six, one. Christian Bale's six, uh, six on the nose and Kristen Stewart oh. five, five. Christian Bale would have figured like a six, three guy. No, six, six on the nose. Uh, on the nose. Uh, Interesting. It blows me away that Ben Affleck and Greg are like the same height. 
Honestly, we're a lot same of back like, tattoo. You know what I mean? It's true. I want you to get that that amazing back tattoo, Greg. What is it, what tattoo does he have? I don't know what he has. On ben Affleck? Yeah. Oh my so god. Ben. Just Google it. It's a it Just covers Google his it. back. It's a goddamn dragon. Yeah. No, it's, it's like it's right. it's incredible. Yes. You think it's Photoshop? You I'm think looking, it's Photoshop? It's not. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. Hold on. Oh it's my inc- god. Oh my god. <laughs> this is ho- it's a phoenix. It's a phoenix. Yeah, it's a phoenix, not a dragon. It's incredible. Oh, this is horrible. Oh, Kev, that's the wrong one. Kev, I, I sent you uh, a version you need to bring up. Look okay. at that, dude. That is that's interesting. <laughs> Everybody thought it was like fake for a roll, and no, it's just it. No, he got it uh, updated though. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. That's oh, that's I good. hate this. Oh, that is Rain Wilson. That's how yeah. funny. Dwight. Yeah. Anyways, um, Batman escapes and does the thing. Gets almost decapitated. Uh, then he rests for a little bit, and then he's probably mean to Alfred. And then he goes and meets with Gordon again, who's still working with him, obviously, because they're still friends. And this is the whole. I thought you pull that punch. I did pull the punch. Um. I thought that was very funny. Very funny. Moment, yeah. Got they go around bit. and around with the riddle, right? That's about the, uh, I forget which one it is, what they're saying here. Wingless Something bird. about the rat. Find the rat. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, whatever. Lata. Rata. Rata. You are yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 right. And so they come down to it's a, you know, it's a, they're looking for a, some kind of a bird or whatever. The penguin has wings and doesn't fly. Okay, they're gonna go after the penguin. They track the penguin to a drug deal. Um, they're working in conjunction together, but then Selena Kyle shows up or as Catwoman, and uh, you know, he's like, things just got money. complicated. What does that mean? I mean, um, she goes in there to steal the money. All hell, Batman tries to stop her. Uh, they give away their position somehow. I forget. They she seen. like knocks someone out in like a. Oh, effective way but like not quick enough to like be sneaky sure like okay. the other guard immediately like rick are you all right yeah so they start shooting the shit out of that over there in a way that we should just kill everybody but batman slinks away somehow and then they start to make their move to where batman was but he's not there and then we hear vroom, 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 vroom. i hate this and, and then guess what it what? is it's the big old batmobile muscle car vroom, 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 vroom. andy cortez i, I want to hear your your thoughts on this I, I hate how long it lasts. I think it's the, the idea the, is cool as hell, but man, that engine revs that for what felt like a full minute. And I was like, well, yeah, what's the plan? Car. Do do something right here. Cause like you're still revving the engine and like, like, I don't know. It was just weird for me. It was just weird. It's weird. But then it roars out and it goes, hey, hold on. Does that thing? Like, oh, yeah. Like I wanted the moment to cool be. Car. Again, we're gonna make an obvi- another obvious comparison to Christopher Nolan, but when they, when the Batwing that he uses to fly, like mm-hmm. that sort of reveal, kind of like oh shit, like I was hoping it just kind of developed a little bit quicker. It went on so it was very a long time with just engines rolling. Yeah, but I, mm-hmm. I dug it in the way that the, the camera pans around the engine and stuff. Like I think this Batmobile looks so cool. It Interesting. I wonder if you think it's the best Batmobile. Andy, hit the song. Thank you. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, in the podcast with the podcast, the Batman. Sorry. So loud. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that a lot. I thought I changed it. 
The, I had it muted, so I didn't even know what I was playing. The best Batmobile looks like this. Number one, the Tumblr slash bike combo from Dark Knight. Number two, Batman, the Batmobile from 1989. <laughs> Number three, the Dark Knight Returns Batmobile. Uh, the Bat from Dark Knight Returns. My apologies. Number four, Batman Begins. Number five, Phantasm Batmobile. Number six, the Scrumbler Dumbler from Lego Batman. Number seven, Batman Returns. We didn't like the luge. Number eight, the Batman and Robin's Batmobile. Number nine, the 66 Batmobile. And then number 10, the Batman Forever Batmobile. Kevin wrote, I hate it. They said it, he didn't write it. There it goes. Good job. Good job with the Batmobile. I'm, I'm really torn on this one because I think that this is fucking incredible. I love how different the design is and I love the sheer monster. Yeah, I'm just going to mute this. Uh, I can't mute it. The sheer monster uh, style that it all has. And I, I see where Andy's coming from of it being a bit much. That did work for me uh, because of what I was saying earlier about like even in the shadows, there's this loudness to Batman. And I love that, like how scary of a, a roar the thing has and just can, commits to it. Um, so for how dope it looks and how different it is, I think that it deserves to be really high. Having said that, I think the Batmobiles are something that we've seen done very well in the past. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how high I can put it because I don't think it's anywhere close to the Tumblr bike. The 89 Batmobile is just so ridiculously iconic. Yeah. iconic. And on it, the bat was dope as hell. But I think with this, I'd have to go number three over the bat from that's fair Dark I'll put it in. I think that's a great place for it Tim I think it's I think it fits the vibe of this movie I think it's utilitarian I think it still looks like a Batmobile or something yeah. you would do but very very like going along with his bat suit it is just something that you would cobble together with resources and make just indestructible I think it's fucking rad and it sounds awesome the blue flame in the back uh, yeah. nothing cooler than blue fire nothing cooler. I personally I, I think this might be my favorite one I Burn think that blue. the other ones are they look silly and this looks more real and fits the world. It was cool. I like the rev scene. I like how the, we kind of see it getting built over time. And yeah, that was neat. More importantly, I like the way it maneuvers when it's like uh, out and about and like the way it takes that jump. That's a really, really like that would probably wreck the car, but I kind of believe that it can take it with the way it's built. Oh, yeah. Well, it's got a lot of clearance on the ground there. Look at that. How much more clearance it has than the Batmobile from 89. Sure. The world's so lowest go. car. <laughs> it races out. It drives around for a long time chasing the Riddler. Or no, I'm sorry, the Penguin. Um, he's driving like a Honda Civic or whatever. Catwoman steals the money on a bike. She's out of there. Uh, you know, they're on the highway. There's a bunch of close-ups. They're driving into oncoming traffic. Uh, the, you know, Penguin does some stuff where he like, turns the wheel real quick and like things are falling and closing you know blah 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 and then you know he's i got you i got you and batman boom, you know powers on through with his blue flame comes down taps penguin flips penguin then we get the thing from the trailer where he parks and walks out and it's badass and it's like that i love that final scene i love that cinematography of it or whatever just for me I, went on too long Nicholas. I this is a perfect example of like of, of the movie like this scene was so cool but then we get the slow walk and you're like that's badass i wish it ended right here and then we get a shot of colin farrell looking like not scared, not confused, just more like, man, I'm still hanging upside down in this car. And then we get a shot of Batman looking into the car kind of at him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why the fuck would you include that shot? in? Because it's this Batman saying with his eyes, like, what did you think was going to happen? It's but very like, similar. you know. Yeah, I mean? but it, it would have been better if it we cut, cut to him getting right, thrown on the wall. Yeah, literally, like, it, you just, like, an Ed out of him, like, why didn't you just have him walking toward the car? And right as he's about to get there, you cut to him throwing him against the wall, right? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. a better sense of pacing. And this one, it's just like, why are we still in this scene? This is, it's kind of indicative of the whole movie. Well, 
you're out of the scene pretty quick from there. Uh, Penguin is tied up and zip tied up, and then him and uh, Jim Gordon and Batman kind of give him the old, what is this? Bad cop, bad cop, bad cop, bad cop. Mm-hmm. I like Good that. cop, bad cop. Yeah. Uh, and they go and they are, they, you know, they ask him and pump for information and try to find it out. And it's one of those things where they're off base. And, you know, Penguin's fine. Like, am I the only one who don't understand Spanish around here? It wouldn't be L, it would be La or whatever the fuck he says. It wouldn't be La, it would be L. I don't know. I'm fucking, I don't fucking anybody. And they're like, oh, we got it all wrong. And, but then eventually this leads us to URL, right? And we we're like, okay, cool. And they put in the URL and then they go there. And I think somehow that connects them to the orphanage, right? Isn't that why we're doing this thing? I forget what yeah. the URL is. I do want to, I want to shout out penguins legs being tied up so i'm kind of penguin waddling away yeah that was funny uh, that was a that fun was little little nod the url thing i am i i can't believe that this is the direction that they decided to take this clue but hey they did it and it's a real thing jumping ahead to the post credits of this movie we get a flash of uh the goodbye from the riddler and stuff and it had a url which was the ronalada.com and you can go there now, and there's a whole bunch of riddles to figure out. That's I don't cool. think people have done them yet, but I, I don't think it leads to a tease for anything. I think it's just more I think marketing they did do them. I think I heard that because th- th- that website has been up for a little while. For a long time. But yeah. I don't know if there's any new things since the movie's released because yeah. the URL's I promoted. Think... It'd be a bizarre loop for the marketing yeah. URL to promote the movie to be promoted at the end of the movie. So I don't know what. Yeah. if there's something new. Uh, they go to the orphanage? And they start creeping around. This is Thomas and Martha Wayne. Scary. Ah, yeah. Super creepy. And then man, there's something in the distance. What is it? It's a bunch this of drop heads, right? This is the actual mansion. No, I thought I it was the orphanage. Just an yeah. orphanage that they had donated. Oh, I thought this was like. So I thought this was like what he had done at the end of Dark Knight, where he like he donated the the manor to become an orphanage. Because hmm. I thought because it looked like. What you would it, expect, like a rabbit, yeah. like Wayne. I can Manor. understand that. I don't. Yeah, know. no, I think there is. He lives, no in, he lives in the tower, right? He doesn't yeah. live. Like I don't think lives. there's a manor in this one. I think okay. he lives at the, the penthouse of the tower. Hmm. I just thought maybe that was the old house, and he just moved into the man, the tower after they had died, and was like, no, because we see his there. parents' uh, room in the tower. That's right. Good yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Good point. You got a bunch of lemon drop heads in there. They're all they're all high as shit. But then you follow some more clues and you get to where it all began. And there's a speech there. You walk into this room and there's a speech playing. And it's uh, Thomas Wayne's announcing he's going to run for mayor and he's going to do the uh, revitalization fund. And they're putting a billion dollars in whether they win or lose and yada yada yada. And, the, and then it's, I figure what, there's a riddle in here. Oh, the sins of the father will be back on the son. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. And so Batman runs away and he's he leaves Jim there and he gets in the car and he calls and he's like, Aunt Harriet, who is an Aunt Harriet? Or he calls and the phone ring, 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 ring. And then we, we're, this is happening at the same time where we see Andy Serkis's uh, 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 Alfred. Uh, going through the mail. There. Yeah, going through the A mail. rude, you know what I mean? Then he gets to the package and he opens the package and he does the thing and it's in a fireproof envelope. And then he rotates it over and it starts doing whatever, ticking or bombing, I forget, whatever. And he throws it and it blows up. Oh, he doesn't... He, we're, then we call in Harry. There's gonna be a, there's gonna be something horrible's gonna happen. She's like, it already has set. And the fucking firefighters are there. He's like, oh no. And then we see it blow up. And we like, oh my god, they killed Alfred. And like, no, I didn't kill Alfred. He's fine. He's just in the hospital. I'm like, oh, that fucking sucks. And so he's over there. Love it. Love it. Love all this. Lo- love the lead up yeah, that- to it. Love him. Love the urgency and him driving and like just freaking the fuck out. And um, it just reminds me of some of my favorite scenes in media where they are trying to build tension. Um in clever ways where you know that you know some shit's about to go down and you as the viewer are just kind of hoping that 
I hope something doesn't happen. Like, I hope something fucks up. Maybe he doesn't open the package, but I just kind of love the way it all uh, worked out. And I, I don't disagree that maybe they should have killed Alfred, but I, I just love the way it was all sort of choreographed, you know, going from um, him in the car to the lady. What's her name? Doctor Who? Doctor what? Doctor Who. Harriet the Spy. Harriet the Spy, yeah. Um, I, I, I just like the way it was all sort of filmed, and, you know, you think that it's all happening in real time, and... It had already happened, and it was kind of scary. Um, you know, he's uh, Bruce Wayne's super sad about this, but he doesn't want to be sad because the Riddler leaks information out that Thomas uh, only won the mayoral campaign by uh, killing the journalist Elliot uh, to hide all the things, and he was working with the he was working with Falcone and blah, blah blah. We haven't even brought up you saw the fucking movie, but you you remember like they keep referencing this big drug bust. This is all tied back to the Maroni drug bust, which is the biggest mm-hmm. thing and made everybody's career and yada yada. yada. Bruce with Alfred on the on the rocks, right? Uh, real, real quick, when, uh, I like that this introduces his mom, who's probably named Martha, uh, as an Arkham. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah that, that, was, that stuff two was... families, yeah. the Waynes yeah. and the Arkhams. That was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah see, that was probably the, the first moment in the movie where I was like, oh, cool. Like, I don't know where this is going, and I'm mm. slightly interested in it. I don't think they took it that far, but I, it was an interesting twist. Mm-hmm um and so yeah then he goes bruce goes back to the iceberg lounge right yeah but this time just as bruce he's like you know who i am same thing batman said or whatever right and he wants to see uh falcone carmine falcone also sorry uh the twins uh the two security guards i like how they're progressively more beaten up as things go forward yeah Yeah. uh he was in there and you know falcone lays it all out right of like listen man you're i didn't you know i killed that guy for your dad your dad wanted this thing you know blah 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 blah, and i I did it all because that's what your dad wanted or whatever your dad was a bad guy i'm a bad guy your dad's a bad guy hey you got a silver spoon kid hey how you doing remember me and old brother where art that and so uh bruce leaves he's like that's fucked up he goes back over to the hospital and he waits next to alfred's bedside alfred wakes up he looks over and he's like good to see you son and he's like you fucking lied to me he's like no i didn't actually that guy lied to you that guy lied to me it was all about this okay cool now we're back on the same path okay great so now we're off from there and uh i don't love this by the way i don't love the the thomas wayne stuff the the he said she said of like hey he wanted me to do this like no he didn't want to just made a mistake what's the point kind of kind of reminds me of uh some Andrew Garfield parents stuff in Spider-Man. It does. And it's, it's, it, that's actually a perfect analog, Andy, because I didn't care about it there and I don't care about it here either. And this is, yeah, they don't, they don't this go all the way with it, right? Yeah. That's the problem is like, this is sort of like the emotional crux of the plot of this movie. And I, I was like, ah, this, I don't like the scene. I don't care about any well, of this. Like, I don't give a fuck about his parents or what they did. Like, it just doesn't matter to me. And then we, it's supposed to be sort of a reveal. And I'm like, eh, it's, it's a little bit of a slog. It's just, it's so quick. They don't let you settle with breathe. the idea. Yeah. And it's kind of where I like I, I do wish this storyline they had allowed it played out, left um Alfred knocked out in a coma for the, the rest of this movie. Um, and then maybe in a future movie, then it gets revealed that like, no, no, no. Like that was not how it went down. Like I think that would have been better and, and made it more impactful. Yeah. Um from here, yeah, you're all right. And this is why I don't like it. I think they should have gone more of the telltale route with it. Uh, from here, though, I forget how we get there, but we, oh, the, the bat signal's on, but it's not Gordon doing it. Mm-hmm. Instead, him and Gordon show up, and it's actually Catwoman who's up mm-hmm. there, who's like, listen, uh, found him. yeah, I found him, right? I found Falcone. Wish uh, it was really the cop. 
she found that like lieutenant cop who was right 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 that's what it was they have the guy who has the information to tie it all in and figure this all out that the fucking revitalization fund is the perfect thing to move all this money and so that's how they've been doing it and that's why all of gotham's dirty and all of gotham's paid off and yada 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 bruce like (gasps) gordon's like (gasps) like how the fuck didn't you know this whatever uh this is where catwoman's like falcone's my father um and so i'm gonna go kill him what I don't love that. I don't love the line of, I, I think that's another one of those moments where I'm like, ah, this, what a cool concept that's just sort of shoehorned in. And I wish they could have explored that a little bit more, but there's just too much going on here. Well, the, the thing there, and I'm totally with you, is what I do like is kind of the themes of this movie, I think really kind of revolve around the idea of identity and Catwoman being so stuck on this idea of her dad being this asshole that like doesn't care about her but like it's even deeper than that where he doesn't even know that she is that he is her dad and i think that that is a really interesting kind of parallel to looking at uh batman and bruce wayne and him not knowing the the sins of his father and all that stuff like it kind of totally reframing who they are and that's why the vengeance to hope kind of switch like works for me a little more but i don't like that we have to connect all the plots and that Falcone had to be her dad to make all of that kind of work thematically. Um, But it it worked at the end, but I think it was a little clunky to get there. Yeah, I think it's just a lot to juggle. I I also wanted to point out that when we got back uh, to the apartment, me and Barrett, after watching the movie, and Barrett was like, this is a story we know. Like, I was not surprised by any of these beats. And it's not a story I know because I don't read the comics, but... When they're, I guess, interrogating one of the cops, maybe it is this cop. I forget exactly who it is. But when he's like, this goes way higher than what you think that, you know, like you don't even know the dude at the top. And at this point, I'm like thinking beyond Falcone. Yeah, I was like, who is it going to be? And the fact that it was was kind of like, oh, okay. I thought (laughs) I thought we were talking like crazy big DC villain of like actual like supernatural. Yeah, like I, I thought we were talking in terms of something like that. But the fact like. I, it wasn't it just wasn't really laid out or planned out super well where we're supposed to kind of be shocked that it's Falcone, but it's like, oh damn, I thought when you say goes way bigger, it's like, oh of course it's yeah, it doesn't him. feel when the when the mystery comes to to a head, it doesn't feel fulfilling. You kind of it's a little bit of a letdown. You're like, oh, I guess that makes sense because he's the yeah. only other. There's like 40 people in this movie, so it's got to be one of them. I thought it was gonna be like Brainiac <laughs> or like some I don't know, like yeah. <laughs> some I'm, shit going, like that. Going back to the scene though, I think I forget the way the line played out, but I love this performance by Zoe Kravitz where he's like, "Don't kill him." It's like that you're it'll follow you for the rest of your life. And she goes, "I got nine or whatever it is," yeah. and then kicks yeah. his ass off the fucking to get away. I'm like, "Fuck, that was so good!" And yeah. then straight jumps off onto the. So like cool tethers, yeah. All that shit was so fucking rad. I thought, I thought she did a great and job. I, scene. I I love the way he follows her. I know you joked about it earlier. Being oh no, like it was dramatic. cool shit. Yeah, it was, it was just hilarious. Cool He's like, I gotta go. Runs on the side. I'm like, I'll take the elevator, man. That shit looks dangerous. So now it's a race to get back over there, right? Because we know at the uh, Iceberg Lounge, she's gonna kill Falcon. E. Or Falcone. So Falcone, they, they Falcone, yeah. Falcone. They all do different. Falcone. You know I, mean? they, I think they, they mostly Falcone. say Fo- Falcone. But I like yeah. Falcone better. Okay, uh, so they had to go Falcone in this one because they Maroni. were really were leading on to the whole uh, the cat, the bat, the mole, the rat, the falcon, the yeah. penguin. Like there was so much of the El Rata URL stuff that I yeah, think that they were trying to because I've never heard it said Falcon that closely or that yeah. close to Falcon, you know. But I think that but was a stylistic choice. Gotcha. Like, He's like, Falcons also have wings. You don't have wings. Pterodactyls. How do you spell yeah, that? Totally, dude. Wow. A lot of Real talk. 
You're missing the P. She gets there. She's going to kill him. Uh, you know, at just at the time that uh, she's about to really pull out that gun and waste this fool, that he gets interrupted and they go to watch the news. And the news is like, guess what? It turns out Falcone's a bad guy. He flipped on everybody. And like, this is what happened. This is how it all happened. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, what the fuck's going on? And then Batman cuts the power and it's like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, no. She actually comes in. She's like, hey, dad. And he turns around. And he's like, what? And she's like, my mom was that other Kyle woman. And you did this. And he's like, ah. Which, like, I thought he always knew that that was their relationship. And That's it kind of brings too. in a question of like, why was he so friendly and nice to her? He was and creepy. Kinda her. creepy. He's yeah, it gets creepy. Yeah. yeah. See, I old wish, boy. I old wish boy they had there. gone somewhere else with that where like he, yeah. she, he had known. They did know. Yeah, like, I thought so. Shit, right. Yeah. But he was just like, he kind of had the same reaction I had where he's all, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I guess this not really that important yeah the lights go out and then there's a fight and she's fighting people and she's fighting people and then you know he finally she finally they fight and do this thing and then he finally gets her he she he oh yeah yeah he he gets the upper hand he starts choking her and then batman shows up right and then he reveals he killed her mom right he's like oh your mom just like i strangled your mom yeah yeah yeah. (gasps) he's like oh look he's super bad but Batman stops it, and then uh, you know Gordon shows up, and he's like, "Well, who?" You know, and then on the way out, like Penguin talks to him. She's like, "What? Well, I'm gonna be out in two seconds. Fuck you, I'm in the city or whatever." And then and how'd she miss that shot? First off, like I, know, right? I wish it was the electricity that caused her to miss the shot. Yeah, that's what I but thought. But like, like she just straight up missed the fuck out of it. <laughs> like, yeah. I wish it was like a electricity thing. The lights shut down. Like, it's oh, well. panic shot. You know, you know. Of yeah. course, that you would miss there. You know. Um. So then he's like, Gordon's like you're going away and he's like you know go- i'm not going away I own-, I own all the cops and there was not all of them and there's a bunch of cops out there and it's like all is well that ends well and then you know gets shot gets Bring shot blown away light. and Bring of course into the light pg-13 movie there's no blood yeah and i'm like is he okay confusing. it looks like he's okay yeah very confusing because it looks <laughs> like batman took him down and he's like he got the wind knocked out of him and then he's yeah. like, oh he's shot i'm like is he shot i don't know what's going on here uh you know they look over to the window they they run over there they bust the, the apartments there you know they go in there oh my god this is riddler's apartment and they start looking around and somebody's like yo chief uh a lieutenant i heard yo lieutenant i heard that you know this woman saw a guy leave here and go in to get a cup of coffee and a slice of pie so then they also do the thing from the trailer where they slowly move in and guess what there's paul dano's ass sitting at the fucking oh, counter man. and they, they put, put his hands out they slam him down he makes eye contact with batman he drew a little question mark in his coffee cup oh my god it's the riddler question mark <laughs> looked way too good if we can like make it look less good well he's been working on it for a while yeah, yeah he been i mean he didn't drink the coffee i don't think i think he just sat it, there it looked done. like someone just put a fucking question mark and like an overlay filter on on that like it just looked way too straightened uh, like flawless you know? a note for the like set design like it, it's that looks like the that famous painting of the diner and i yeah. i just love the aesthetic that they put cool. they're putting together for the city um so then they got him they do the thing the blah 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 uh they they were maybe this is happening already but they were investigating his apartment there's a million different things in there all the ledgers are filled with just crazy writings right and there's one that is about renewal that batman calls out and they're like okay cool we'll look into that or whatever and then it was also that there was a bat in the cage it was surrounded by the rats or whatever uh then you know cool he's tied I, up. I would love for them to go to the local like ace hardware stores and be like Oh yeah, you know what? Someone is buying a lot of fucking duct tape. Yeah, 
like maybe or, or you go to the local Hallmark store and like, dude, this dude bought all the creepy cards. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do we even sell a card that says "See you in hell"? Like, like it's something they used to. <laughs> I think he wrote that in. It's something they used to profile people of like whoever buys these cards are the ones we gotta watch out yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. These are the ones. This is the that guy bought seven of the creepy cards. He's yeah, definitely he's dangerous. He's gonna go middle. Um. So then, yeah, Riddler's finally like, I want to talk to Batman. So Batman comes to visit him in the thing, and uh, this is where he reveals he knows he's Bruce Wayne. Not another thing that would have been cool, but isn't cool. He just goes on and then finally tips his hand that he's a moron and doesn't know this at all. I'm like, okay, great, cool. This is Are he not his Bruce Wayne. No, no, I he's hung he up on Bruce Wayne being the orphan that everybody cared about. That's yeah. why he's doing this thing and yada yada yada. But then at the very his, end, he thought ahead. Thomas Wayne was a bad guy, right? So that's why he was like trying to get revenge. Oh man, I did not read that. I thought for oh, sure yeah. he was he was trying to fuck with him and but just didn't want the cops to know that he knew he was Bruce Wayne. Because he, no. he, no. he looks at that thing where he Bruce Batman hangs Wayne. in the shadows the entire time, taking the beating, taking the beating, taking the beating, and then finally when he says whatever he says to be like he doesn't know that Bruce Wayne's Batman. Batman literally is like, Oh, and like oh, walks shit. into he the says, light, like, oh hey, well, I guess I can engage with you. That, Nick, no, I'm right with you. I, I read that completely wrong too. I thought I thought yeah. he was like, we're simpatico and you become this thing and we're gonna like I thought he was just protecting him, similar to like Vulture protects Spider-Man at the end of no. uh, homecoming. No, well, he he definitely was like Bruce is the only one that got away. Like, yeah. we killed everyone um, else. Because he was yeah. trying to kill Bruce, but because he wanted to, to be with Batman. Got like he it. thought him and Batman had a thing going on, like with be- being vengeance. Got it. Vengeance. Which I thought was kind of cool. I just it does start to throw the logic into play of the seeing the Riddler's house uh, and all the shit on the wall, and it's like Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne right next to the Batman and all the stuff. It's like, how do these people not know? Like, how the fuck do the cops not know? But whatever. Well, also you know all these things about this under the criminal underbelly. You don't know Batman's Bruce Wayne. Nah, whatever. I can't. That guy's his jawline well, is yeah. too is unmistakable. I, I love that, like, a bunch of the things that he had found out about the criminal underbellies because he's sitting out there with a camera just taking pictures and recording, yeah, who's going in and out and then looking them up and investigating. Also interesting, right, the idea, like, you know, it didn't occur to me, but I'm also not a detective of, like, hey, man. These photos were taken from a very specific angle. Maybe if we trace that angle back, we'd find where they shot it from. I never would have thought that, too. Um. Anyways, I digress. Uh, oh, so then the conversation continues to evolve, and finally he's like, you know, I, and now you're here, and we'll be safe while this happens. He's like, what do you mean? What happened? He's like, oh, you didn't. I th- you're not as smart as I thought you were. I like and it's this. the reveal that there's one final kicker coming, right? And mm-hmm. so as they're sitting there talking, explosions outside, right? And then we start My favorite getting moment, the, favorite the moment. detailed plan, of course. Yeah, because it's like the first thing that was like, oh, man, I, I didn't see this coming i didn't know what this was going to be my favorite uh, trope in movies like period i'll put that in my top five number one right now my favorite trope in movies what just is that like, you, oh you didn't figure it all out oh you're oh there's one more thing coming bruce yeah. and then fuck it robert Pattinson doing a banga back job of being like what the fuck are you talking about what's going <laughs> like uh, Come so on, good. Yeah. Uh, love it. i love it and it's the same thing that happens in dark knight like i love that moment as well um yeah. i i was gonna say he actually I, I, saves the city in dark knight yeah <laughs> dark knight rises uh, I do. Like, is that is that what Nick's gonna use as a like like when people when I mentioned Greg that uh, on the Spider Man interview that when people talk about who the better Spider Man is, um, some people actually use the argument of like what the superheroes did in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's the fucking script. What do you like? No, but I mean, so like, so like, he starts. He starts off this the the whole movie with a monologue that's like, I don't know if I'm doing any good in the city, right? He has that moment where he's like, I don't think I'm actually doing anything of, of substance. And I was like, oh, here's an opportunity for him to like actually save the whole city, and he doesn't. 
Yeah. And he just lets the whole thing floods in, in, instead. But then he's like, but I guess I'm a symbol of hope. And I'm like, are you? Because you failed so drastically in your mission on this that thousands of people died. Like, it can't. That's it's always my, it's always what a criticism you have of a movie where you're like, well, I guess Superman's good, but he didn't just destroy half the city. It's so like, what good did he actually do? Mm, he saved the planet. I, I, do, yeah, I, I, guess, do wish, but. I do wish that they would have pushed the scene a little bit further with having him possibly miss that extra clue because maybe he got so focused in on the thing he shouldn't have been focused in on. Like, I wish that that trope was also used and maybe like he's so about vengeance. He, you know, maybe the Riddler fucking, you know, like he's so focused in on the task at hand Mm -hmm. that he didn't see the forest for the trees and actually there's bombs everywhere. Like I wish they played that uh, into that a bit more and be like, Bruce, you fucked up, man. I got, or Batman. He doesn't know he's Bruce, but Batman, Batman, Batman. I I didn't love that. Like there were, it seemed like at least a few hours between him and, or Riddler revealing it to cutting back to his apartment and then Batman finding the thing and that's when it explodes. I don't like when things are timed that that closely together. Um, well, I would have preferred. Oh, you're right. Control. I totally skipped that. Sorry. Yeah. The explosions and, no, happen fine, actually yeah. when he gets back to the apartment and he talks yeah. to the guy. And, and my, it, we my, see the my brother thing. was a, my brother was a carpenter, not into carpentry. That's a different thing. But he was a carpenter. <laughs> oh, thank you. And he pulls up the carpet and finds the uh, thing, and then the explosions go off and the seawall fails. Yeah, I I just wish that it had happened when the Joker was saying it, and really? later somehow they go and it's like, oh, this is the clue that you missed, mm-hmm. you know, and and like gotcha. the, maybe the Joker, the Riddler, is smarter than you. That was like, the one clue that I think definitely went too far. I really right liked it because when it started, I was like, that's a really weird and specific tool, because it like drops on the ground yeah, and yeah. we like we punch on in it. on it. I was like, that's that's weird. That they have a carpet stretcher. Yeah. Hmm. I thought the whole thing was weird. I really loved the the scene of Riddler being in the jail and talking to Batman, revealing that he doesn't actually know Bruce is him. And then the whole idea of him wanting to team up with Batman, thinking that they're working together. I thought all that stuff was super strong. I just don't think it was earned to get there. And I don't think what they do afterwards uh, is really using its full potential. But my biggest thing is the kind of in that whole monologue from Riddler talking about how they've been working together the whole time. I just don't buy it, though. Like, I love it, but I don't buy it because really the only thing that batman truly did that they were working together was bringing the rat to the light which was another clue that i did not like at all like the one specific street light in front of the riddler's house like all of it was just so so coincidental but i feel like they it implied that he's been working with the batman the entire time but when you look back at the clue one clue two like the earlier stuff sure he gets a letter to the batman each time but it's not like the batman he batman was always a step behind Instead yeah. of a step forward that helped the Riddler get to the next step, yeah, and I think but, that that was a major missed opportunity, and it, it was it's kind of it, it against this scene of them working together. He, we'll work. But he did use the Batman, so like because uh, Batman figured out the laptop thing, the email gets sent out from Gordon's computer, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll like. Work. We're getting into like Indiana Jones territory where you start asking yourself if the Batman did nothing in this, would that would would any of this have happened? And like, would the outcome yeah, have been well, the same? And the answer is, yeah, probably, except the mayor would have been killed. That's pretty much but it. <laughs> he also states the, the Riddler states that he was his inspiration. And I, and that I think that's a big part of the whole yeah. uh, vengeance thing. Vengeance versus hope, like being like focused only on fear creates these kind of people. 
right? Yeah. Versus we get that, but we've yeah. I mean again, not to not to lament the fact that we've seen this before, but that's what that was the theme of of at the end of Batman Begins, right? Where he's like, hey man, you put a mask on, they put a mask on, all this stuff. So I just feel like the movie is sort of like to Tim's point, is a little bit backward where you would assume that he would fight all the goons first and then fight his way up to the Riddler and then stop the Riddler from blowing up the city. But the Riddler blows up the city. And then you're like, well, there's not really much left for Batman to save in this. We got to give him another action set piece, which, by the way, is arguably the coolest fucking thing in the whole movie where he has to take out the goons. But how great would that have been if that happened in hour two and led us into the climax with him having to, you know, arrest the Riddler? It just I give Matt Reeves and the team kudos for like doing something that's that's against the grain and against tradition. But it deflates the movie when you when you put your bad guy in jail. Like, remember, in Dark Knight, they put Joker in jail and you're like, oh, cool. They got him. But part of you is like, they don't got him. This is right where he wants to be. A lot of movie boom, left. He, he explodes and gets out. And you're like, oh, my God, this guy's plan is fucking incredible. Whereas the Riddler's plan, I was like, all right, so your plan was just to put bombs around the city? What's the point? Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, just the point was, no, but the point was that was going to cause everyone going to the one place where they, they can then kill the elite. Right? Yeah, yeah I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's why he had... His gunman just, sitting on the top of there, ready yeah, to like, because like I think that the full plan was to just murder as many people as they yeah, could. Yeah, I guess there. it was to inspire the the inspire the psychos too to like come to his aid and stuff like that. So all that builds into the lore of it. But it does it does beg the question of like, did, did Batman help do anything to do to solve anything in this? And I guess he saves the mayor, so that's something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think accidentally he uh, helps the plan move forward. Yeah uh so yeah we've kind of been all over the place but you understand where we are the things have exploded they also found uh the, they figured out the password was penis penis 15 on the, the computer so they got in and watched riddler's little private message to all his creepo uh proud boys who are He's like get ready to stand, followers stand yeah. up and yeah i know right stand up and stand proud like we're gonna go shoot everybody and get your cellophane and, your duct tape and all that shit up, yeah. which was like i thought was cool like it was like you know super creepy and a little too too real mm-hmm. but it yeah, was like was, oh damn that's fucking cool one of the things in the thread was hey it's a Gotham Winter Guard suit or whatever, like helmet. Yeah. Like that was he was wearing a helmet that was supposed to be, I guess, for for snow oh, yeah, fighting for or whatever. Supplies, for army supplies. Yeah. yeah Which yeah, I was like, that's a very robust. uncomfortable and useless looking helmet. Like a balaclava probably would be a little bit warmer, but that's yeah. cool. Uh, and so they're like, oh shit, and yeah, this means that all the you know the the elite are being everybody, but the elite uh, in particular because they're at the mayor's rally are being funneled in this place. Catwoman gets funneled in this place. Everybody's funneled in this place. Uh, and then yeah, all the bad guys are up there now, getting up there with their sniper rifles and their shotguns and whatever. And they're gonna do some damage. They're gonna fuck some people up. And uh, you know, the mayor comes out to try to settle everybody down against uh, Commissioner Gordon, or sorry, Lieutenant Gordon's wishes, and she gets shot. And about the same time, Batman smashes through the top in the classic Batman fashion, landing there it. and starting to wail on people but again year two batman he's getting knocked around a lot too he's taking some hits uh he is tripping people he's using smoke he's doing this he's doing that he's all over the it's place. incredible yeah, yeah i mean like, we, we haven't awesome we haven't talked much about his action scenes in this movie but like the little bit we saw in the trailer of him walking through the hallway oh only God, being so lit good. by the muzzle flashes yes. and like fucking things up that was incredible and it was so much better than the trailer even led me to believe and this entire scene was so, like it's pure fucking amazing batman action and i really really dug it the entire way through yeah and so all that is happening it's all going great and then it's he takes the shot to the chest 
right? That's shoddy, and that's man. Oh, the final line, I, there's a thing here where there's a whole thing where Catwoman shows up and they're fighting together, but then she gets knocked down and then he she gets shot him. and then she gets up yeah. and she saves him. Is that he right? The, he well, has to take yeah, the adrenaline. He, yeah, I know, I know, but did I just get the order of operations right yeah. to get us there? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah he gets yeah. shot and he gets knocked down and he can't get back up and then and the she, guy's about to kill Catwoman on the ground. So yeah, he hits the thing and he's got adrenaline and or venom in his little utility belt. He injects it. All right, actually, he's so got cool. it and he injects it into his utility belt. This like was that thing. Was that shown at all in uh, – did I miss any nope. lead-in? or No, it's just, no, he, no, just, no, no. he just pulls yeah. it out. It's it's just, he just got stuff. Things. He just has a little yeah. hole in his leg where he can inject it. Like he can open it, it up like a really portal. Cool. And just, yeah, that oh, was yeah. weird. I was like, oh. Well, I mean, well, it, I mean it, it, it makes sense to in a degree, right? Of like I'd imagine that, yeah, you'd have to have something there to give yourself that extra kick, that the, the NOS, if you will, when you need to get out of a situation like that where, yeah, your ribs cool are combusted or whatever. Reminded me of Arcane. Good job. Felt like a cop-out to me. Reminded me of fiction. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Like, I thought it was so cool, especially with the, like, his suit has to have some protection against, like, blades and stuff. So him having a little spot to do it in. And also, I like that when um, Catwoman saves him, essentially, she's mm -hmm. like, it's okay, rest, rest. Like, we're mm -hmm. all good. And, he, like, you kind of get that moment of, like, oh, it's relief. And then kick it back in high gear. And mm -hmm. I just, I just wanted him to be like just super stoked for the rest of it, and just be like, "What, what, what else <laughs> we got to do?" But <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? He, like, he's, yeah. he's about to kill that guy, and Gordon has to stop him, right? Yeah. Like Gordon grabs him. Yeah. He's even then, like, ah. Uh, and then if that wasn't enough, right? <laughs> now, like, yeah, the, the thing's about to fall and electrocute all the human beings down there, or whatever. So Batman jumps over there, takes off his. Uh, bat symbol and cuts it and i was like damn now what? that's another man that's another cool thing what's gonna happen to him is he gonna be out is somebody to jump in to save him no he'll just wake up in the water and be okay mm -hmm. okay cool well that's yeah. just how this is all right great I, and he wakes up and he sees the people and he goes over there and it's the mayor's son aka the soon to be robin and then he's like follow me i got a flare and they follow him and he's like i gotta lead into the light jor-el and he brings him up there and then they're on top of the thing and it's broad daylight and people are coming in and he's on the national so cool. news and they're like they got a guy in a bat suit out there trying to there's a clown in a bat suit trying to cheer people up oh mm -hmm. no he's not a clown in a bat suit he's batman and he's putting people on the stretcher and he's saying he's got a no more vengeance all hope because that's what the guy had said remember when he the guy who shot him he's like who are you or they're like who are you and he's like i'm vengeance and he's like oh fuck my, my message got muddled here the bad guys thought it was a cry for them all yeah. these proud boys <laughs> and so like all that's and then he's like okay cool now i'm gonna bring people to the hope and the light that's great and then we go uh, uh police station or the Ark arkham we're at arkham right and it's we're there and then riddler's in his little cage and he's like i fucked everything up but i like questions and stuff and then his next door neighbor straight off the fucking cw reject pile is like oh. <laughs> <laughs> we do like things in France. <laughs> he didn't fail, Chief. Oh my God! Who let this on the fucking film? Yeah, that, was, that was. I was. I wish we hadn't seen the silhouette of like the cut-up looking face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just heard a voice that wasn't going quite that hard. So I think Gary Keegan, fantastic yeah. actor. Love yeah. him. He was Amazing in a Green Knight. He was in Eternals. Um, yeah. I, I love him. Interested in the idea of what he could be as a Joker, but this is a very bad first impression. There's a, a scene that they shot that is that would have played earlier in the movie where Batman goes to Arkham. It'll, this will probably be on the Blu-ray because they actually shot the whole scene. It's not like one of those in an early script. This might have happened. It's like yeah, th yeah. this was cut from it. Um, Batman going to Arkham and talking to Joker. And it kind of implying that Joker was put in Arkham by Batman oh. earlier than this happening. And that, that there being like a, a history of the early Batman years or year, whatever it was. Um, and kind of essentially trying to use Joker's help to figure out who Riddler is. Um, and it sounded kind of cool, but it that also sounded cool. like it didn't work. I, I don't mm -hmm. know. But getting this really didn't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah the, uh, the silhouette, it, it, I was telling Barrett, it kind of reminded me of like, 
whenever you see uh, somebody making a realistic 3D model of something from cartoons, mm. where it's like, here's Peter Griffin realized in real life, and it's like fucking weird and off-putting. Detective and, Pikachu shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, of that that definitely worked way more than this. And this reminded me of like, here is what the here's what the Joker from the video games might look in real life where the, mm. pers- the, the proportions are all weird. And I've, I feel like the jawline was super high and he's going to have like the super pointy what? chin and shit. And it just, it just didn't, the visuals didn't work. Definitely didn't work. And then adding on to that, just the dialogue and everything there was just like, I, you don't need to sell me more on this, yeah. the future prospects of this franchise. I'm in, I love Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. as like, I think this has been a great movie so far. I don't, need hint, hints of like a possible sure. team up. They should have sure. cut this yeah. out. They should have yeah. cut this yeah. part yeah. out 100%. And, and if you're going to cut off the to... earlier part that Tim was mentioning, you cut this out as well. Yeah, we don't need out. this. I, I also feel like we've had so much Joker. Like, I I had fun with the Riddler. I had fun with Penguin. Like, maybe tease someone else. But also the, the Riddler I'd love to see is... Bane done not terribly because yeah. I've gotten two movies with him and he's awful in both. Well, no, come on. But also the question is like whenever you you put the I mean the Riddler in this is very similar to the Joker from Dark Knight and so those they're already getting those comparisons so to throw a, a subpar Joker in already you're like oh god why would you even why would you even try to draw this parallel but well I mean and I'm I'm right there with you and on on top of that I think the the biggest crime it commits is the Joker reveal in Batman Begins as a tease for the sequel is probably the greatest tease of all time so like, yeah that yeah. movie that speech that leads into I'm it like the nick it. was talking about earlier about like the escalation and then right. having the calling card be a joker card like that is so fucking i just got chills even just saying it right now that is so awesome and you watch it after compared this. to this you're just like oh man you're teasing joker again and like i feel like unanimously for our group at least it was oh man and that yeah, should not yeah, be yeah. the reaction I mean, I think that goes along along with a lot of the hype moments of this, right? Well, again, this movie has a lot of great things going for it, and it sounds like I'm being super critical. I really enjoyed it. But I think everything this movie does, The Dark Knight did and did better. And that's unfortunate that, that again, if, if the Nolan trilogy had never existed, this would be the best Batman movie ever made. But the fact that we've got a lot of the same moments in this, the fact that, that there's just the hype moments in this just, to me, don't don't live up is, is you know, it sucks. Uh, I mean, yeah, we talked about it earlier, but I think actually I might have had him out of order. But like uh, Batman and Zoe or Batman and Catwoman have that conversation where she's leaving maybe Bloodhaven, which one? Eh, Bloodhaven. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, go to Metropolis. Uh, and she's like, I want to go bounce. You want, you can come with me. And he's like, no, nah, the city needs me. So he stays. And they drive, They have a little thing where they race motorcycles for a while, like best friends riding bikes in school. And I like that a lot. I feel like that was a little too long. Though. Long. Way yeah. too long. Again, like, another thing that could have been, been a long day. There it is. There it is. Yeah, 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 it, is. it reminded me. A lot of people out there are going to know exactly my reference here. But Final Fantasy VII: Advent Children, the movie that came out in 2007, randomly ends with Cloud on a motorcycle driving for like 10 minutes of the credits, and you think it's going to go somewhere, and it never does. That's exactly what this feels like. I hate the way this movie ends. Like I feel like there's so many great moments. I really love Gotham flooding. I love Batman dealing with it. I don't think it was entirely well handled uh, in terms of. The him fought like leaving them out and then them being like, oh yeah, like Batman's helping them all. I'm with Nick that it wasn't that great. But the message of it, the idea of it and where it leaves us, I think is fucking 10 out of 10 awesome. But then to get the Joker thing and then to get this awkward Batman Catwoman thing and like the way the final frame of this movie is truly bizarre. What's the final frame? I don't remember. Him on the bike. Just right? them him on the bike, just oh, like okay, riding okay. off. Like, like a low shot. Give us something cooler. Yeah. 
I mean, uh, contrast that to the end of The Dark Knight, which is the coolest fucking ending of any movie ever. The end then, of any of the Nolan movies. Yeah. Then it's credits. And before we started our screener, uh, the per- people from WB or whatever screener company were like, there is something at the end. I was like, oh, fuck. I'm, I'm, yeah, thank you for telling me. And I'm excited to see it. And we got there and I've never been more disappointed. We were going to wait regardless, but I felt like it was going to be more substantial. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there yeah. you go. I, I like. Yeah, I would just rather than be Batman. like, "Hey, it's you're gonna get a link to the website." Like, yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks. It's not <laughs> it's like, I gotta piss. I gotta pee really badly. Now it's time for Ragu Bagu. Do 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 do. Ragu. Do 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 do. Bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast within a podcast. It's in every in review you know and love. Ragu Bagu, where we rank. The rogues gallery of the Batman universes we're talking about. Right now, we are going to be figuring out where we put the Riddler. Uh, right now, the list looks like this. Number one, Dark Knight. Uh, Dark Knight's villains, Joker and Two-Face. Number two, Joker from Joker. Number three, 89 Batman's Joker. Number four, Roz and Scarecrow from Batman Begins. Uh, number five, uh, Bane from Rises. Uh, number six, Phantasm. Uh, I'm sorry, in Mask of the Phantasm, Joker and the Phantasm. Uh, number seven, Batman Returns is Max, Penguin, and Catwoman. Number eight, Batman and Robin in Batman and Robin. Uh, number nine, Batman Forever, Riddler and Two-Face. Uh, number 10, the Joker and Lego Batman. And number 11, 66 Catwoman, Riddler, Joker, and Penguin. Where do we think the Riddler from The Batman goes? I, uh, five or six for me. Yeah, I put him underneath Bane. Damn. I put him above I, Bane I, at five. I liked him a lot. I would put it at number two. But for I the record, hate. I like him a lot too, but I like yeah. I like Dark Knight Joker and uh, 89 Batman more. I, I really dislike Joker Joker from the movie Joker. Um, so that's why I would have put it above him. Do you understand that he he had a bad time? You know what I mean? Like he yeah, didn't understand. Movie. There was a garbage strike, though. Do you understand? There's a lot of trash. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'd put him right underneath Bane, only because Bane, as weird and sort of inaudible as he was, I was scared of Bane. When Bane gets Batman in that in, in the in the beginning oh, or midway through the movie and beats the shit out of him and smashes his fucking helmet and he's holding that that piece of it, I'm like, yeah. oh shit, I am terrified of him. And in this one, the Riddler, like Paul Dano, no disrespect to him, he just never gets to a level that Heath Ledger got to, where you're fucking terrified of what he's gonna do next. It just felt like, yeah, he's a step ahead of Batman, but. I don't know. It's nothing's as scary to me as that scene where they're sitting in the mayor's office. He's like, things are looking pretty okay. And then the body fucking hits the window and you're like, oh no, this is Joker city. And I think Bane got closer to that than Riddler does. Yeah. But you gotta remember that Bane comes with Talia, right? And I feel like she was dope. You don't like Talia? Yeah, but her death was so stupid. That's so horrible. I I would put this below Bane as well. I, 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 I really enjoyed his performance and I do really enjoy the sort of always being two steps ahead, but I would have loved it more had he known that Bruce Wayne was Batman the whole time. Cause as soon as we start getting the hints of like sins of the father, I was like, Oh, yeah. he fucking knows. Mm-hmm. And the I'm fact that he him. didn't know is like, Oh man. Oh, okay. I, well, <laughs> I wish he did. <laughs> I kind of want to tell him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Tim, you said it was a where, the more I think about it, I, I think that there's pros and cons to Bane and Riddler, but I'd probably put it at number five. I'd put it above Bane, but it's very, very, very close. Okay, so let's do a quick vote. Sorry, we're just going to start with who thinks it's above Bane. Okay, and then does anybody think it's above Roz and Scarecrow? No. For the record, sorry, the hands that went up saying it's above Bane yeah, is like me, Tim. Kevin, and, uh, and uh, Tim. 
So that means that boom, Bane goes down to six, and the Riddler comes in at number five. Big bang, boom. The now, Riddler and the Mob Boys, you want to call it that? No, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's great. You've figured out Ragu Bagu, but now it's for time for Ragu Bat Guys. Andy, hit the song. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Do, 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 do. Ragu. Do, 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 do. Bat Guys. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast where we rank, where Rad Guys rank the Bat Guys. Uh, who is the best Batman? Right now, the list is number one, Bale in the Dark Knight. Number two, Bale in Batman Begins. Number three, 89's Michael Keaton. Number four, Lego Batman. Number five, Phantasm's Kevin Conroy. Number six, the Bale, the Bale in the Dark Knight Rises. Uh, number seven, Batman Returns Keaton. Number eight, Batman Forever's Kilmer. Number nine, the 66 Adam West. Number mm. 10, George Clooney from uh, Batman and Robin. Number 11, Joker's Bruce Wayne Child. <laughs> uh, so Where do you want to put Pattinson? Quick, quick question. Do, uh, do, are we also ranking the Bruce Wayne aspect of this character? That's Ragu. Sure. I think it's all-encompassing. I think it's the whole yeah. Batman. Because I feel Wayne. like both sides. The, the, yeah. the interpretation of Bruce Wayne is, is very weak in this in this because he's such a, a recluse he's, that like, we never see... Yeah, I'd, I'd start this at four. I would say he goes straight four. right below Michael Keaton only because I love, to Kevin's okay. point, right. I love Michael Keaton's Bruce yeah. Wayne. He's yeah. goofy and kind of silly. And I also yeah. love his I love his voice in the Batman costume. I think Pattinson has a lot more to play with, obviously, here because there's actually a story and an arc for Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just didn't enjoy I, I didn't enjoy him Nick. as much as I did Keaton. I'm with Pat, Nick, but he did a great job. Well. He did a great job. I agree. He did a great job as well. I, yeah, I, I think that he there's some pros uh, for sure uh, that would go above Bale for me mm-hmm. um, when it comes to just all like this. This felt like a Batman movie where the other ones always kind of just feel like you're focusing in on the mm-hmm. villains. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really enjoyed that aspect of it. However, I agree the Bruce Wayne part uh, a little bit weaker. Um, I wish we would have had better back and forths that I really enjoyed from Bale's Batman with Alfred, like I, this some of my favorite moments of the Nolan trilogy are Christian Bale and Michael Caine going back and mm-hmm. forth, and just having really heartfelt moments and some quippy kind of silly moments between two people that you could tell our family have known each other for a long time. Um, I would put this below Christian Bale and Batman Begins, though, because um, I just think he's that movie felt more like a Batman movie than The Dark Knight did. Mm-hmm. So you're saying yeah, you I, put him at number three? Number three. Okay. I'm definitely at number three as well. I, I liked this interpretation of Bruce. Um, I do not like Michael Keaton as Batman at all. Um, and I think that mm, this doesn't quite get there to Begins or Dark Knight for me in either the Batman or Bruce Way or a combination of both. But I think Robert Pattinson is a fucking badass. And I think he is. It's up there. Like it's in the same conversation. Um, it's in the, the, the same tier as Dark Knight and Begins. Bale for me. So yeah. top tier. I, but number three. I think. Personally, I think I would put this as number two. I've, I okay. I love his Batman. I do think it loses a, a little bit of points, but like that's just because my like preconceived notions on what Bruce Wayne is should be like. And like I get that this is a different interpretation, but as far as the actual Batman aspect goes, I I think he does a great job. I hope we get more of this. We'll All right. So who thinks it's better than Lego Batman? Put your hands up. Everybody's hands are up. Who thinks it's better than uh, 89's Michael Keaton? Oh, sorry. My, my hands are down there, too. But it's uh, it's Andy, Kevin, and Tim still up. Who thinks it's better than Bale's and Be- Bale and Begins? Just Kevin. So, okay. He, yeah, we enter at third place here for Robert Pattinson. All right, guys. Home stretch here. 
But we're not not quite done yet. It's time for Ragu Alf Alf. Andy, hit the song. Alf Alf. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Alfreds. That's right, where we rank all the Alfreds of the Batman in review universe we're reviewing it from. Number one is Dark Knight's Alfred. Number two is Dark Knight Returns' Alfred. Number three is Batman Begins' Alfred. Number four is Lego Batman's Alfred. Number five is Phantasm's Alfred. Number six is Batman Forever's Alfred. Number seven is 89 Michael Goff. <laughs> Number eight is uh, Batman Returns. Number nine is 66 Alfred. Number 10 is Batman and Robin, Robert, Robin's Alfred. And the number 11 is Joker's Alfred. Where do we want to put the... The Batman's Alfred Andy Circus below Phantasm. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. This, and I want to state that, like this, I did, I really didn't like this Alfred. I, I thought that, they don't you know, give him much to do. Him him yeah. do. And the moments I, what, that we have seem like you're right. Robert Pattinson is just really mean to him. And man. even like, even when he is doing all the cryptic stuff with the ciphers, like it's Bruce Wayne who just comes in, like, oh, by the way, I'm just, yeah, you're here's doing what it wrong, is. you idiot, yeah. <laughs> stupid old guy. <laughs> But it yeah. is pretty really, neat that they, they do hint quite a bit, though. I at least I think that Andy Serkis um, plays a big role in all of the sort of tech and things that are happening in the Bat uh, Cave. But there was a moment I was like, uh, "Be careful, Bruce. He's gonna find out you're Batman." <laughs> like, yeah. So, something about my brain just completely broke between every relationship that's ever existed in Batman. I really like Andy Serkis's performance as Alfred, and I want to see more of this Alfred. I just think that they made a couple choices in this movie that were a real disservice to the character, and Mm -hmm. uh, they they tried to go for the Michael Caine Bale connection, and it just wasn't there, and it's too soon for us. We're like, ah, we know what this could be. So I think that takes him down a bit, but I I agree with Andy, number six. I agree, too, number six, below the Phantasm. And I say stick to the gorillas, my guy. I got sunshine in a bag of So now, now it's time on, to rank the Batman movies. I'm just joking, everybody. We're going for Joker's Wild here. Oh, Jesus Joker's Christ. Wild. Oh, there's no Joker's everybody. Wild. Wow, there. Fucking what's the shitty Joker? Fuck ah! right. Number one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, why Andy hit the song? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> That's right. It's the podcast, the podcast Joker's Wild, where we rank all the Jokers in the Batman interview universe. Right now, at number one, we have Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight Returns. The Dark Knight. Uh, number two, Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. Number three, Jack Nicholson in '89 Batman. Number four, Mark Hamill in Phantasm's Batman. Number five, uh, 66 Batman's Joker. And number six, Joker in Lego Batman. Where do we want to put the dude from Eternals? Uh, dead last. Yeah, dead last. Right. Right. Dead, dead last. We're on the line. I put him at nine. Put him at nine. I, it's it's one of those things where I saw it. I'm like, I don't want <laughs> I, this. It's not that it's yeah. bad. It's like I don't want this. This isn't good. So, yeah. Yeah. Put this. Put this somewhere else. So I'm Tom Lone. There's still a couple things movie. that we have to do because we have to. Tom We've done them for all the other movies, so we have to add it here. Gotham's finest, aka Secret Delights. These are the things we didn't expect, but we were secretly delighted by. And I'm just gonna throw one out there. I'm going to throw it out. I said it earlier, but I, I love how much this was just a three-hour version of the of the trailer that we got. They committed to it. We got mm-hmm. the theme an obnoxious amount of times. Secrets of Light, how close it was to the trailer. Cool. Works for me. It's like the trailer. Thank you. Now it's time for Haiku Interview. Andy, what's the song? <laughs> Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. 
You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like Z poll did, except he didn't, he didn't write a haiku, but he did drop a fun fact. And I appreciate it. Matt Reeves grew a mustache in solidarity with the GCPD actors. Oh, so that's a fun thing. Good for him. Cool. And here is your haiku from Eric Myers. Number one. Don't know. One thing's for sure though. I'm Gonzo for Gordo. There it is. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for that. And now, finally, everybody, it is time to rank the Batman. Kevin, can you please bring up the current rankings? And keep in mind, everybody, you will be able to buy the Gonzo for Gordo, Gordo shirt in September of 2022. That's the case. Please be ready for it, please. Please. The current Man, coin purse. <laughs> rankings are number one, The Dark Knight. Number two, Batman Begins. Number three, The Dark Knight Rises. Number four, Batman 89. Number five, Lego Batman. Number six, Joker. Number seven, Mask of the Phantasm. Number eight, Batman Returns. Number nine, Batman Forever. Number 10, Batman and Robin. Number 11, Batman 66. Number 12, Catwoman. <laughs> I'll, start, I'll start the bidding at three. I think this Ooh. is a better movie than Rises, but I think Batman Begins is just a better Batman movie in general, and I think Bale nails it. As much as I want to put this right below the 89 Batman, I know I don't have a fucking hope and a prayer with you vultures of getting that down there. So I'll be more realistic and say, to me, is it better than The Dark Knight Rises? Even though The Dark Knight Rises, I think, has a better climax and a much better like like hype moment, I think there's so much more in this movie than in, than in Rises that I can't. I, I have to put it right above that. Yeah, I'll join in Nick here where it's like, uh, you know, that I do not like The Dark Knight Rises. I do not think it should be this high on the list. I love Batman 89 more. I would put it personally behind 89. But again, like I don't think we have a shot in hell of it. So I'll just say, yeah, three. It's, it, it bumps, rises down. This I, uh... is number four for me. Um, I still, um, I think Dark Knight Rises has higher highs. I do mm -hmm. think, I agreed with Tim at the beginning of this where I. Um, Mike, get out of here. I no, can I, I can hide it. I can hide it. Um, I agree with Tim that I think this is way more of a consistent movie than Dark Knight Rises is, like from front to back. But I, I, I still think about those emotional beats in Dark Knight Rises with Alfred, mm -hmm. uh, with Michael Caine putting on that banger performance, crying, and that getting me teary eyed, and then just mm -hmm. the hype at the end with the flying the bomb Fuck, out. Like man. all of that shit is so fucking. Where he's like, good. it's starting, and he goes, no. It's Batman. Oh God, dude! It's so the music. Oh my God, yeah. Dark Knight Rises is like you know what? Fuck it, Andy. You're right. This is number four. This is number four. There you go. There you go. God damn it, Nick. I, I personally, I really, really like this movie, and it's like when it ended, I was like, "Fuck, I want another one of these right now." I, for me, I think I'd put it as number two. Yeah, I'm. I'm number four. After thinking about it, I, I'm kind of in the same place with Nick where it's like, is it better than, than Rises or not? I think at the end of the day, it goes back to what Andy was just saying about what I said, which is this is a consistently great movie the entire time. And that's a impressive thing to say about a three-hour movie. However, I didn't have any moments of feeling I, the way I do in yeah. Dark Knight Rises. And yeah. I don't think I think Dark Knight Rises has some some real lows and some uh, a lot of major mistakes. Uh, but I also don't think this movie is perfect. So it's like that's the the bigger thing for me where while this movie doesn't have any tremendously low low, it does have the Joker. It does have some weird things that like aren't aren't great even. So I, I would I'd say Dark Knight Rises is number three. Yeah. I know that's gonna be unpopular, but at the same time, this movie seems to be pretty divisive in any way. And yeah. like I will say that I can't wait for five years from now when we do an eventual rewatch of these, how we think about it. Cause I wouldn't be surprised if it moves up or down. 
Yeah, they're probably oh, yeah. If you, you would have told me at the beginning of these rankings, Tim, that like I would have loved Batman Begins as much as I did upon mm-hmm. a, a mm-hmm. more rewatch. recent rewatch, I would not have believed I you. But yeah, I think Batman Begins man. is just that strong. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's vote. I think we already we already got it. Yeah, yeah right. Like four, huh? Number yeah, okay. four, yeah. There you yeah. Go. So uh, number one, Dark Knight. Number two, Batman Begins. Number three, Dark Knight Rises. Number four, The Batman. Number five, Batman eighty nine. Number six, Lego Batman. Number seven, Joker. Number eight, Mask of the Phantasm. Number nine, Batman Returns. Number ten, Batman Forever. Number eleven, Batman and Robin. Number twelve, Batman sixty six. And number thirteen, Catwoman. We will return to this universe. I don't know when. Probably for the sequel to this. Yeah. What's well, yeah. I mean, Tim, the big question is, of course, you know that the Flash movie is bringing Batman 89 into the DCEU. So I have to say at that point, we have to combine all the lists. Oh, you have to take Batman and unify like it with the DCEU, that's which does mean to be, to be fair, we need to rewatch all the DCEU and all of the Batman movies to then rewrite <sighs> them all together. Yeah, well, now with the Marvel multiverse, I think we have to watch all the X-Men movies again. And, you know, it's a whole thing. We just have one special episode where we unite them. But both those things where we unite them. You know what I mean? X-Men United. A very special episode. Where we have a little tribunal. To wrap up this incredible episode. Kind of funny in review. Just a reminder, next week, like I said, we're returning to Pixar in review with Turning Red. And then the week after that, we will be returning to DCEU in review with Peacemaker to get that officially on the list. Until next time, I love you all. Excelsior! Jesus Christ.